time, you already know Turn the speakers up, man, it's time to start the show Sean Tanner, Ryan Righteous, DJ Jeremiah We bringing the heat, man, this joint be fire like bruh We in the field, we in the field Bruh, we in the field, we in the field Just put it in work, we raising the bar You tuned in to the track stop all right, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. What's good? All right, this segment is sponsored by the Midtown Bridge Church, and that's an ATL, y'all. The Midtown Bridge Church, a family pursuing the mission of Jesus. Make sure you go on to the website, themidtownbridge.com, and check out the current sermon of Bridges, all right? All right, we have a very special guest in the house with us today, Pastor Damian L. Boyd. Is with us again. You What's may up, remember sir? him from What's going on? a while back. How you doing, sir? I'm good. Good, good. Good to have you again. I'm good. Thank you for joining us. So I hear you have a new book. That's what I hear, that too. That you've written. Mm-hmm. In Search of Beautiful. Yes, sir. How'd this one come about? Uh, you know, some things just grab you and uh, other things are just great ideas. This was one of those I just started writing. Um, I had a lot of things in my heart. I was frustrated at the state of um, how the church, big church, sees. I was frustrated at the at how the big church sees worship, and how we've made it so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, for example, um, if I say the word worship, what's the first thing that comes in your mind? Mm, that's a great question. hands lifted um choir uh singing a slow singing a song. song yeah yeah mm. it's not even the fast songs anymore it's just a slow song right yeah. worship's the slow songs apparently because if you sing a fast song that ain't worship that's praise mm. and then if you spend time just kind of being still before god that's not worship that's something else and if you're reading the bible that's not worship that's something else if, if you're loving somebody on his behalf that's not worship that's something else the reality is we've made worship something it's not mm. and we've made it so small to where if you're only in a church building singing a slow song with a large group of people if there's no smoke machine apparently the holy spirit in the room mm. you know without smoke machines you know there's no way god is present and hear me nobody says this overtly but we that's how we determine what's good and what's not something yeah. wasn't here well the smoke machine wasn't going oh yeah something's know. missing yeah. yeah it's like what's wrong with you if god isn't god bigger than those moments then maybe we have a wrong understanding of who he is yeah and maybe we've approached life differently um i think we mess up how people interact with the eternal god when we only make worship those things and like i said i don't think see anybody out there going yeah worship is only those things yeah. but the truth is that's how we live and function in reality churches are better when there's five thousand people in the room and all the bells and whistles and yeah you got lights going off and you got all that well then what does that say worship is if it's just three people in a room love god and are real intentional about how they live for him yeah that's good. That's good. And I and I notice in in your life, you you seem to find beauty in all kinds of ways as well. Um, the love of God, like with your cooking, with taking 
photos, and I was going to ask you, is this one of yours? That is one of my photos. I knew it was. I knew that it was. is one of my photos. So, yeah, I've, I've been over to Damien's house a few times, and he has his uh, pictures up in, you know, on the walls, in the bathroom, everywhere. So he has these uh, these hidden talents where he finds ways to express his love for God mm-hmm. in all kinds of ways. So that's mm-hmm. what made me think of when I saw your picture on this book, that that must be what you were talking about. That's exactly it. We can miss beauty around us. The reality is everything that's made was made by a creator who knew what he was doing. Right. And his beauty is reflected in everything. Yeah. The problem is we run around talking about, well, God's not with me. I don't know if God's here. I don't know how close he is because I don't feel that emotive moment when Mm -hmm. it's like, man, look in the sky. Look in the sky. Look up. I was literally out last night and the sky was so beautiful. My wife and I were walking. I just had to stop. I literally dropped her hand and went, oh, will you look at that? Mm. Why? Because glimpses yeah. of God are all around us. Right. They're, they're not just these moments of slow music in a place where a guitar is wailing or mm. organs playing. or And those moments are worship too yeah. or can be, but that's not the totality of it. There are bigger moments. Um, there's a story I tell in the book about me on a jet ski and God just broke in to me on a jet ski. Wow. Now that is a moment when we're not expecting. You're not looking for. I wasn't looking for. I wasn't expecting. I was just a child of God doing what a child of God does in a moment with God that God kind of just pulled me and said, hey, let's hang out. Yeah. But it wasn't in one of those spiritual moments. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, that's the reality, though. You know, it's it's just beautiful beauty there. Now, you you speak at a lot of churches and a lot of church events. Are you noticing that some of those formulaic aspects of worship are being overused or over relied upon across America? I don't think overused is a word I would I would put out there. I would say we need to teach people better about bigger. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong with a smoke machine. There's nothing wrong with a musician that can just go bananas. There's nothing wrong with a singer that can sing the lights out. At my church, we got a singer that can sing the lights out. Candace kills it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a de- Hear me, our whole team is incredible. Our yeah. whole team is is really good. We got one of the best guitar players out there. Do. Our mm-hmm. whole, you come and worship with us and we are gonna have a good old time. But if that's where worship ends and begins, then we're messed up. I think. God is just simply bigger. Um, at the in- introduction, I'll give you for instance. On the introduction, I talk about um, being on a plane heading over to Korea. Our church has helped plant a church in Seoul, South Korea. Ocean City, Seoul. They are phenomenal. Uh, they're like us, but bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and they look a little different, but they're killing it. Mm-hmm. I love this church. We were on our way over, my wife and I. And I just so happened, everybody's on a plane. Anybody been on a long international flight? Yeah. What yes. happens is everybody's either sleep, eating, or looking at the movies. Yeah. yeah. And then they they manufacture when you should sleep, like every four hours. They're like, oh, it's time to wake up. All right. And mm-hmm. it's like, I just went to sleep. What are you doing to me? Yeah. <laughs> I look out the window. The Aurora Borealis. Wow. It's outside the window. Wow. Nobody else in the entire plane knows that the northern lights are right there. Wow. Mm. People spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to see this miracle happen in the sky. Right. And I get, I get, there's a scientific whatever behind why that happens. But it's beautiful. Yeah. Nobody else in this plane even noticed that it was there. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Beauty is all around us. We're just so locked in on things that distract us that bring nothing really to us. 
we're so locked in on things that don't matter mm -hmm. as much that we can miss those small beautiful moments that god is screaming out hey look there's a creator showing you his creation you can get a glimpse of him mm -hmm. if you just look out the window mm -hmm. but we're too happy to be stuck in the man-made looking at the man-made i, I wonder the God -made. i wonder if also um on your travels you notice that some of uh, what we call worship is really cultural preference yeah i'm telling you i read a book about that, that yeah. is 100 percent true um i heard a story about a young guy um two young guys um uh, they were in um a part of the world where most people aren't Christians, they're either Muslims mm -hmm. or Jews. Yeah. And to be a Christian is a little dicey where they were. And they would meet in a car. Yeah. I've on a regular basis mm -hmm. to worship God. Why he says where two or three are gathered in my name. Why yeah, is that not just as beautiful as five thousand? Yeah. 5,000 can be amazingly beautiful. I, we've been in spaces where there have been 20, 30,000. It was overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. But God sees the two just as beautifully. I was in um, a communist country, um, and I'm just being KG because I want to go yeah. back. Um, I was in a communist <laughs> country, and I was... KGB? Huh? No? No, no, okay. no, no, no not, not that one. KG. <laughs> KG, as I in like I'm it. not going to say fully. Yeah, yeah. But um, we're, 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 in, we're in this remote town um city where students are there these students are learning it's about five six students they found god got to know him there was two three leaders there they meet watch videos online mm -hmm. and worship the entire christian witness in a two million person town well city six students three adults watching videos that they somehow get from places of the world like ours mm -hmm. and that's their worship wow mm -hmm. and when i sat in that moment i went this is the church but most people wouldn't even know that this is the church they yeah. wouldn't call it church they try to call it something else but when you look at the bible this is church mm -hmm. this is the beauty this is the assembly this is i was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of mm -hmm. the lord six students three adults mm -hmm. loving Jesus in a place where it can be illegal to do so. Yeah. So the cultural side of that is we've messed it up. And in America, in the West, but definitely in America, I think we've attached God to the American dream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if the pursuit of happiness isn't in there, then somehow it's not God. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the problem. We've messed up. Very true. Um, what god was getting at and in other places it's a purer version mm. of what was seen in acts because we water it down to make it look like us uh, think about years ago where hip-hop was you know there were people writing books about how hip-hop was of the devil mm -hmm. yep and i'm like really hip-hop okay i think i'm gonna create something with hip-hop just because you think god can't use hip-hop right. uh, <laughs> so and that's what i did it was like it frustrated me because it's like you know, we want to demonize what we don't understand. Right. And we want to demonize something that from our view is bad. Mm -hmm. Like from our perspective is bad. Well, things that are okay now were bad 20 years ago until we realized, oh, that's not inherently bad. Right. It's, it's not inherently bad. It's just how you look at it. I'll give you another, for instance. I can do this forever. Um, uh, Harry Potter. Oh, my God. Harry Potter's the enemy. The it devil. was. People were writing. Everybody said that. But yeah. 
I've read Harry Potter several times. I enjoy it. the movie. I enjoyed it. I have a wand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm serious. I'm, I, I love it. But you know what? Before I read that, I read Lord of the Rings. Mm. The stories are the same story. Mm. Nobody wanted to condemn Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's literally the same story. I get it. It's magic in our world. Right. You know, I read, I'm a, a voracious reader. I'm reading books all the time and I read a lot of fantasy um, just because it's fun to me. I like escaping into another world. Mm -hmm. But we don't worry about any other fantasy, any other. Now, there's some books that are intentionally written to go, screw Christians. Right. Not talking about that. Yeah. But I'm talking about just fantasy. It's another world. Harry Potter just looks more like our world, so it freaks everybody out. But mm -hmm. honestly, you know, it's no, no more inherently bad than the Lord of the Rings is. And a lot of Christians like Tolkien and C.S. Lewis use that world to preach the gospel. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I'm it's telling you, truth. you look at if you if you read Lewis, um, we're taking my son through the Chronicles now. Mm -hmm. If you read Lewis and you read Tolkien, I, both of them, you know. J.K. Rowling got all her stuff. For, you yeah. can tell oh, she wow. studied them. Yeah, Martin Man, R. Martin. Did about that. Oh, dude, studied them. Yeah. Wow. So their themes of heroic movement and mm -hmm. insignificant people doing great things—they're not inherently bad. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we like to we like to make things inherently bad. Yeah. yeah. Because we don't understand it, and it doesn't come out of what we think. Mm -hmm. is right um we become like in 1984 we become thought police yeah where if you have something that i'm not sure of let me demonize it yeah. mm -hmm. and then figure out if it's okay but yeah. i don't know if i like it but i mean that's what we do when it comes to worship as well yeah when it comes to enjoying god with the people of god we come at it the same way we come at it with skepticism rather than let me talk to you let me look at your heart let me see where god is in it let me see the beauty yeah mm -hmm. And then let God shine yeah. versus automatically assuming beauty can't come from something that doesn't look like, think like, or function like me. Wow. And that's mm -hmm. the problem. We think beauty should look like what we think beauty should look like rather than the God who is beautiful showing yeah. beauty in all things. Yeah. I want to go back to the point you just made, right, with uh, overreaching mm -hmm. and, and Christians doing that with, um, just say, young, young kids, right? I have young kids. And I get asked all the time, like, do you let your kids watch this? And I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, I've watched it with them, so I policed it. But I mean, things that I feel like my daughter's not really picking up on, like, uh, what's the one? Um, uh, it's, um, oh man, it's, that's a, that's Sabrina. I'm thinking about um, um, the one with the fairies and the wands. I have um, absolutely no yeah, 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 yeah. parents. Huh? Fairly odd parents? No, no, this is a cartoon. I got a 15 yeah, year old boy. This is a cartoon. I have no um, idea. <laughs> even with uh, Frozen, mm -hmm. right? With her having the magical uh, the magical powers of, you know, um, ice. ice and changing things around. Like people were like, oh, I don't let my kids watch that. And I'm like, I just, I feel like we overreach sometimes. And I think it's more of a. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a crossing the line thing, more so than 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 you using common sense. How do you how do you speak to that when you talk to people who are just like overreaching about the things of God that you know can just be simplified if you just ask the right questions and I share my perspective and then I move on. Yeah. There's some people that just make up in their minds. Yeah. If they don't understand it, you know the reason I started reading Harry Potter is because everybody I knew was talking about it, yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah. talking about how bad it was, and talking about how evil it was. And when I read it, I went, "Oh, I know this." 
Yeah. Like with my son, he hasn't gotten into Potter. We, he, that's not his thing. It's my thing as a grown adult. Mm-hmm. Um, don't <laughs> don't you judge me. Um, but we wanted to take him through Lewis first, mm-hmm. and then we'll take him through Tolkien. Yeah. Then we may get there yeah. to Potter. Yeah. I'm still making sure that he learns what he needs to learn. I still want to make sure he has a foundation. I still want to make sure he gets what he gets. So parents, be a good parent. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just there is a real devil that Mm -hmm. hates us and wants to corrupt but there are more corrupting forces around you than you can ever imagine and there are things that we assume are corrupting that aren't at all right so my thing is know what your kids are doing Mm -hmm. guard what they're doing but then at the same time don't just pat here's the thing we parrot perspectives that other people said Mm. rather than discovering for ourselves what truth is in yeah you won't watch it you just kinda... yeah it's like i'm just assuming it's bad yeah. i'm assuming it's bad because i watched the show i heard this preacher i heard so-and-so say mm-hmm. no i didn't want secondhand knowledge of what somebody else said mm-hmm. and like i said when i read it i was like this is Tolkien all over again yeah dobby is gullum mm-hmm. yeah third person little guy that <laughs> is creepy with big eyes and talks to himself with there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ring race are the Dementors. Mm-hmm. Do you not see this? I'm like reading. Like, can no one see this? <laughs> like, this is the yeah. same stuff. Yeah. But just it's how it's packaged, and we like to lose our minds. Like I said, mm-hmm. there are legitimate things out there where people that wrote it are like, yeah, I actually meant to thumb my nose at Christians. Yeah, there's some things I'm not gonna let my son read. Yeah. But when he becomes an adult, he may read it anyway. There's things I read that I don't agree with. Yeah, and you got to yeah. be strong enough yeah. to be able to. Do we that. don't even teach our kids how to think anymore. Yeah, we want to keep them away from. Yeah, it we. Instead I'm, of I'm, I'm gonna stop you. No, my yeah. son is old enough now to discern what's God and what's not. I have to teach him to find beautiful for himself, right. not just tell him what I think is right and good. See, that's what real discipleship is. Yeah. Real discipleship is not having everybody think the way I think and depend on me for their thinking. Real discipleship is I'm gonna empower you to think for yourself, yeah. to find mm-hmm. God for yourself. So if I'm not around, you still run forward, right. but we don't like to do that anymore. We just like little automatons, people that do what we want them to do. Mm-hmm. We don't wanna teach people how to think, how to process, and how to look at the world in new ways to where they can go, oh, that's not right. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. That's good, man. That's good. You know, back when, back when you guys were doing Destinations, I used to think you prepare for the wise one act but it is like all who you are like that's i did prepare that felt that felt that felt so real and authentic when you did that it, it was almost like you would have moments because you would relate to things that you saw on the show you would relate to things that that were happening currently and i'm thinking nobody goes home and prepares that yeah somebody does that's, uh, that's insane. <laughs> no, but the reality is it's like uh one of my favorite ones one of my favorite ones i did one i did a talk it was 10 minute talk i got really good at speaking at destination yeah because yeah. y'all made me stick to 10 yeah. minutes um <laughs> and one of the best talks i ever gave was about angry birds oh yeah i remember that the whole point was distraction we spend so much time doing things that. that don't really matter yeah that we get distracted from things that really do yeah it's the same that thing was one of my that. favorite ones but i think too often we are busy trying to pull things you know just because something is biblical doesn't mean it's not relevant Mm-hmm. Biblical is relevant. You just have to show the relevance. Mm-hmm. So often these are two worlds where we'll talk about what's going on in culture, or we'll talk about what's happening in the Bible. But if you can't bring the two together, then one means nothing to the other. Mm-hmm. Both have to work side by side. 
Right. And that's what I was always trying to do at Destinations. Let me take what people are thinking about, how people feel. Um, they used to get me in trouble all the time with their <laughs> themes. And if I get pulled in the offices like, you don't know. And you, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, we did a one called G-String. I remember G-String. <laughs> but it was about the G-String on a guitar. Like I was there. Yeah. <laughs> first, first and literally on the flyer we had a guitar string yeah it was pink the, i had to design that the, the yeah. g string was there and i'm like and they're like what's this about and i'm like look at it we had worse than that yeah we're playing oh, <laughs> hypnotic almost got me fired <laughs> hypnotic we almost got me oh we did yeah, yeah we did do a show called yeah. Naked. yeah uh, well. but but the culture loved it. Well, yeah. When I say the culture loved it, people who did not know Jesus they would love wanted to come and hang out, and they were like, "This is the yeah. best thing ever," because we were who we were. We weren't. Yeah. We weren't trying to. Um, people say sugarcoat, but we weren't trying to trick you into being a Christian. Like this is. Yeah. This is really what it is. Like we were showing our lives. Yeah. This is how we connect to this eternal message yeah. with this infinitely powerful God and we live in the midst of it. Yeah. But guess who else did that? A little guy named Jesus. Yeah. He went, all right, y'all farmers. Let me talk in farming terms. Yeah, back then you had Sean on the leash though because when, when he let loose and did his own thing, we had a show called Thoughts. It was exactly what you thought it was, too. It was crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we, some, we had him on some, a leash, some, but... Sometimes you need a little wisdom to enter the room. <laughs> that was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but sometimes you yeah. needed a little wisdom in the room. And I was that. I was there to yeah, kind of We always balance. have to say, okay, Damien, so what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, we'll go crazy in there, and then it's like, okay. Yeah, I am not. But, I, but once again, I was mm -hmm. discipling. Yeah. yeah. So it was the idea of, hey, let me let me guide mm -hmm. you, let me walk you forward, so that you, because my goal wasn't to offend mm -hmm. older folks. Yeah, yeah. I want you to understand that we're doing something that's cutting edge yeah. and it's different. And just because it's different, don't think it's ugly and nasty and dirty. Yeah, yeah. You know, it can still be beautiful. Yeah. But you all hashtag in search of beautiful. You all covered all your tracks because even when you all did rethink, yeah. the following day it was like people showed up for that so that they could get you know more of the message more pass of the, the mic yeah pass the mic so those are really good i mean it's just real real thought out so you're right you can see beautiful in everything but if you're looking yeah if you're looking very often we're not looking we're assuming and yeah. we're presuming and we aren't looking and if you're not coming from a place of pride that you have it all right and everybody else has it wrong right yeah in search of beautiful pastor damien l boyd you hanging out with That's us me. today we got to talk about a lot of stuff we, uh, talk if, about, if, we need you if you'll let me i was yes. getting ready to talk about out. this trial I, I was gonna go home kanye west I, I was i was gonna go home but if y'all if y'all need me to stay around <laughs> yeah 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 we need i can be around. the wise one for another <laughs> okay. little bit oh yeah yeah the yeah. wise one in the building let's get back into <laughs> it you in the field with the track stars ryan Wright, to shantana dj jeremiah let's go it's time for the Entertainment Report with Jeremiah. All right, Entertainment Report time. CHH News. No Malice is on Kanye West's King, uh, Jesus is King album. Uh, Jesus is King will feature No Malice, who has consistently created Christ-centered music since his debut solo album called Hear Ye Him, dropped in 2013. Now, No Malice was a part of the Clips, the legendary platinum-selling hip-hop group. You all remember that? And um, alongside his brother Pusha T. Now, this is interesting because they have been trying to get no Malice and Pusha T to reunite, reun uh, re Re reunite for years on music. And No Malice is like, no, that's my little brother. I love him, but I'm not going to do it. Unless 
it had to be a moment like this, right? Where it was Christ-centered. So it's gonna be really interesting to see how that last song plays out. It's gonna feature uh, Pusha T and his brother, uh, No Malice. So that's really, really interesting. The song title is called Use This Gospel for Protection. And it's on the Jesus is King project. Also on that same um, song is actually a jazz legend, Kenny G. So that's gonna be an interesting track right there. Like Kanye is doing some some really cool stuff. Is it gonna come out as a project? You keep saying that, right? But I, I'm pretty sure it's going to come out. I don't see them scratching the whole album after all this. But like I said, people have heard this album, right? Like there's a guy um, in the That's CHH universe. If uh, it's already leaked, universe. if it's already leaked, he may not want to put it up. I mean, majority of people haven't heard it. This is good publicity for him since it's not out yet, right? Because everybody is talking about this. He is the trending topic every day on Twitter. Um, also in CHH, CHH News, Will Smith has joined TikTok. Uh, and to tell the world, he used the song I'm Coming In Hot by Lecrae and Andy. So that was really cool. Now, in other news, I joined TikTok last night, right? And I am really excited about this social media platform. So um, one of the reasons I'm excited is because <laughs> it doesn't seem to be as raunchy. It seems to be filtered more so than um, Twitter and Instagram are. But what I love seeing is Christians are using this platform it's a 15 second 30 second uh even 60 second uh opportunity but they are sharing the gospel and here's the crazy part about it right it's blowing up they are using tracks from christian artists christian hip-hop artists and they're getting hundreds of thousands of likes and views and followers and so i'm just really interested because it doesn't compartmentalize your 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 post to just anyone right it, it goes out to the entire community so everybody can see what you're doing um, so it's not like your followers are just seeing you or your friends because i didn't have any followers last night i still don't have any followers so i'm telling y'all that right now uh -oh. go follow me thank you um and i didn't have anybody that i was following but i saw hundreds of people putting stuff out and then i got to this point where i liked like one christian video and then the next 10 suggestions were all christian videos so it was really really cool Instagram, huh? Sounds like Instagram. It's, not, it's, it's so much better than Instagram. Are you are you on it? I've just been. I'm not. I don't have a profile yet, but I'm, yeah, I've been on it. So it's all video. You can't just post still photos and things like that, right? So it's music based. It's music based. What's good is our nectar artists will start getting uh, sent there. So we have really? a TikTok now. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So I haven't walked through all the features yet to see how it works, but it looks like you can uh, you can add a song to it, right? You can add effects and things of that nature. You can add little words and things, but the Christian artists have gotten really, uh, the Christians have gotten really creative and I was really enjoying it. So um, I told everybody that um, on Facebook and Twitter and my Instagram that I was gonna debut my first video when I rap live on Track Stars later on today, so oh, you're doing that today. If you can, want me to, can, can, can I leave first? <laughs> <laughs> can, I, you know, okay, we'll make this a destinations audition. Like if he uh, did this, okay, cool, 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 would cool, he have cool, made cool, it on cool, the cool, team? Cool, cool. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's do that. I, I, I don't like how this puts me in the wrong. Like, I'm, I'm be the jerk that broke Ryan Righteous's feeling. No, 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 no. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. So, um, I told everybody that that was going to be how I debut it, but um, I think it, I think it's definitely a platform that Christians need to get on because I think that we can take it over. I really do. I mean, yeah, you got some things on there. It's some it's some controversy on there too cuz there's things I'm noticing where I'm like, "Wow, this is this is crazy." Like a lot of a lot of the um, a lot of the videos are Caucasian women and they are lip-syncing to um, rap songs. So you got the N-word coming out, you got you got some crazy stuff coming out and it's 
it's, it's actually really funny. Like you see some parents, like a girl and her mom were doing a, 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 a duo together and then the mom heard the words and she like almost pushed the daughter out the window. It was crazy. Um, so it's, it's interesting, but that was really cool that Will Smith came out to um, Andy and Lecrae's um, I'm Coming In Hot. Uh, also, Stephen Malcolm took home three Kingdom Choice Awards this past Saturday at the uh, Kingdom Choice Awards in the Bronx. Um, he won for his uh, LP, The Second City, was named Hip Hop Album of the Year, uh, while his song Fuego earned Video of the Year and Hip Hop Single of the Year as well. Uh, that's it for me in the copy section. Um, Poetics, Burgundy, Beacon Light, and influential mission thank you lord we made it safe and shout out to mission he charted 16 on uh, itunes yesterday don't, don't. shout out to mission for that um be shocked we are the movement tragic hero everything i know single Derek minor price of life single dj standout why wait single dj michael v no string single monty the hokage uh mrs lover single <laughs> and script <laughs> prayed up you know what i had to do it i got an education on twitter about this really uh, yeah with. so he was here and he kept saying it but i kept thinking that he was saying something totally different like yeah. i couldn't understand what he it's said. the narrow to nonsense the stupid show oh okay, okay dumb okay. show on yeah don't worry oh, okay it's not anime is it it is oh yeah i can't do any anything anime I just can't it's the worst it. one that's the worst one yeah it's a oh, terrible okay. show okay is, is trey about to like explode <laughs> right yeah. now okay oh okay good as long as somebody does go ahead yeah. Oh, and shout out to the Nectar Artist, man. Make sure that if you are in need of anything um, music distribution related, you holler at us. Um, contact us at trackstars.com, but also go to uh, nectardistro.com and you can sign up yourself. So great opportunities there. And I just want to shout out to um, Jordan Ramble, who released his EP or his album yesterday, Made by God, actually released today. Uh, and then also uh, next week we have Not Forsaken, uh, Cam J featuring Aaron Patterson. Um, and we also had TC, the collector, My Mess, uh, drop this week. So shout out to Nick Dollars. And of course, the biggest news is today is Jeremiah's birthday. Yeah, so yeah. give him a shout out online. I am 47. Never look better. I am Jeremiah. That's what I told him. I said, I said, man, how are you doing 40 right now? He was like, man, don't even say that. I'm, I'm, I'm two years away from 40. I was like, okay. All right, whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So shout out to Jeremiah. Happy birthday. They were out doing stuff. Um, but they should be back. Next week is going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure what next week is going to look like, but it's going to be interesting, whatever it is. We'll do something next week. Um, I And make sure you get In Search of Beautiful, Pastor Damien L. Boyd. Grab that ASAP. All right, let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Salute, salute. This is Eshawn Burgundy. Right now, you in the field with the track stars. Yeah, yeah. All right, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright to Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. What's good? All right, this segment is sponsored by For Indies Only. It's another Rapzilla festival over at A3C. Track stars is sponsoring this. It's going to be a great one, y'all. I'm so excited. I've already uh, made my way uh, to get my tickets, so I'm ready. Uh, Ruslan, John Keith, Culture Villains, Big Yay, Cam, Zar Josh, Script, Beacon Light, Tori Deshawn, Kevin Moores, Michael Ferrer, Rockstar JT, Tommy Royale, Kenneth Clark, uh, Dizwan, Miles Minnick, CJ King, Double ATL, J Crumb, Cine, WXLF, and Daisha McBride. So I'm really excited about this one. Um, this has uh, a great lineup of indies. 
um, Ruslan. I was on his uh, podcast just the other day, yesterday, and he was playing some new hot songs. I'm hoping that we'll hear from him and John Keith. So make sure that if you are in the Atlanta area, you get out this week to A3C. It's going to be really awesome. Um, track stars will be in the building. Um, and then, of course, there's the uh, other showcase, the, the Lightworks Showcase on Saturday, September, I mean, it was October 12th. So make sure you're in the building for that one, too. It's just great music all this week and great artists will be in town. All right. So, so many of you have probably heard about this. Uh, is it Botham? Botham? I don't know how to Botham. say it. Botham. Um, and um, this trial where the police officer went into the wrong apartment, shot the guy that was living there because she thought she was in her own apartment. So the verdict was handed down. She got 10 years. Mm. And the big the big controversy over it now is that his little brother forgave her publicly yeah. um, and um, gave her a hug. Yeah. There's some more controversy about hugs later, but yeah. this is the main one. Um, so we wanted to kind of talk about because there's been a lot of reactions to yeah. this event. So I wanted you to hear um, from his own mouth kind of what this was about for him. And then uh, we'll come back and talk about it. So give me a second. We respect that. And so many, there are some people who are not ready to forgive her. So what can you say to those people who are not ready to forgive Amber Geiger? Just like each and everyone has steps to get towards actually forgiving. I probably went through those faster than other people. Yeah. Some people went through it faster than me. Um, if you are trying to forgive her, understand that she is a human being. She still deserves love. She made a mistake that she probably truly forgets, um, regrets. So if you want to forgive her, just understand that God forgive you, forgave you and I know that every time I ask God for forgiveness he forgives me so who am I to not forgive someone who asked I waited one year to hear I'm sorry and I'm grateful for that and it's you know that's why I forgive her and what do you hope of all right, so that was that was a little brother explaining why he forgave her on the stand. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about this whole story? So I actually went back and watched the video of him on the stand, and um, I, I will say this: I did prematurely judge what I thought his intention was of coming out and saying that. Um, but after seeing the video, I was very moved by the the spirit um, and the movement of God that took place in that room. Um, his whole thing was, man, I just want you to know Jesus, right? He's like, Jesus loves you, and I hope you get a relationship with him. And um, I forgive you, and I love you, but more than anything, I want you to know Jesus. And that's what my brother would want you to do. He wouldn't want you to serve jail time. He would want you to know Jesus for, the, for your eternal life, you know? So that part, to me, um, really stuck out. And I know there's been a lot of controversy going back and forth. Uh, a lot of people feel like he should not have been so forgiving. Um, I even said that my very first thought was maybe I wouldn't have said it so publicly. Um, and then I thought about maybe his age, right? Maybe he felt the pressure mm -hmm. of all these people, social media and the media and him being a younger guy. Maybe he felt the pressure of, OK, what do I say in this moment? Right. How do I come off? And, and what's going to be if, if they want to talk to me later on right now? He's going to have to do press for this thing ongoing. So that's going to be you know, interesting the way that has to go down. So. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. 
What do you think? My wife calling me in the middle of the show. <laughs> What's, going <on>? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What'd you think? Go ahead. I want to hear what some other people think. I'm, I'm, I'm processing. <laughs> so I, uh, I work in social justice spaces. I work in public health, but, but the avenue really is, is social justice. And so immediately after this happened, I was getting calls from people um, in our community, the black community, just being hurt by the fact that he gave this forgiveness so freely as though all of the racial injustice that has been imposed upon innocent black men had suddenly been forgiven and this is some sort of a message and when we put stories out there in the news when you tell the story a certain way now it's sort of like oh now the country is going to think that black people have just forgiven you know without having been given any reparation for the for the wrong and so it was this whole idea of white women's tears weighing more than a black man's blood you know but i think that um we are actually called not to react the way the world reacts. And unfortunately, I mean, I, I was very angry at first, but I couldn't escape that even though I'm an African-American who feels this kind of pain and this injustice, like here we go again, and he's just gonna forgive like that. I'm first a Christian, and so I know that Jesus has called us to live out and display forgiveness. And so I wanna read a quote from Jamar Tisby, he, um, he's a, I guess he's an author, and he, um, he said on Twitter, which I don't think I can say any better, he says, no one should mistake black forgiveness whenever and if ever it is offered for complacency with racial injustice. No one should assume that a public act of mercy on the part of one black person eclipses the demands for change from an entire community. So I wanna just say that, of course, this is just one man's forgiveness and it's needed and it's a display and it is a work of the Holy Spirit. Um, and we should aim to be like Christ in yes. the way that we forgive, the quickness. I mean, he's had a year, but it, it's the quickness that he forgave, you know, that we all have a problem with. It's a process, you know, but I think that he did what was right. We just didn't like it. Yeah, I, I, I said the same thing. I said that there was, I told Sean, I said, um, there's difference there's a difference in the way he came about he may have come about his decision because one this wasn't a malicious killing right they mm -hmm. weren't arguing in the parking lot of the of the parking deck and she followed him in and Doesn't shot him and killed him i don't think it matters to I, I i think it matters to him right i think it matters to most people where this was a malicious killing and this was something where you know, he was slain down on purpose and, and this was something that happened in public and public eyes were on this, then I think he could feel differently, right? But his thought maybe could be, you know, um, it was dark in the apartment. She apologized. I see the remorse in her face. Mm -hmm. There's different levels to the pain that you feel, right? She, and also how long it takes you to get over that pain. Did she ask for forgiveness? Based on what he's saying, she says sorry. I don't. I don't. I didn't hear everything. But yeah, he so said he that said she said sorry. He'd waited a year for her to, to hear that she was sorry. Yeah, but once she I'm, said I'm, I'm sorry, sure she did she say it publicly. I think that's the definition of sorry. Like, no, I'm sorry for what I did. No. It's not. But if he's just acting as a Christian, regardless of the relationship he has with the with the criminal, whatever the reason is, he's doing his part that he needs for his own forgiveness. Is for you. You know, because for his own personal healing, he said that, that in his statement. I've been hearing people say that, and you just said it. Does is is a request of forgiveness required for forgiveness? Yes. Not for Christians. <laughs> no, I mean I think sorry is, I think sorry is forgiveness. Nah, I'm sorry is not forgiveness. I'm dude. Yeah. If you get into an argument with your wife and you say I'm sorry, you're that's not baby. Her. That's different. <laughs> 
this is straight Jesus. up. Kids say I'm sorry all the time. They don't care if you forgive them or not. They're not asking for forgiveness. They're just saying. But sorry. if somebody straight up like punch me in my face and then be like, man, I'm sorry. Sorry. That's 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 your opportunity to forgive. Yeah, Ernest, oh. so, Ernest ain't got no draws on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I got sense. So if, you, <laughs> I, but, so if you punch me in my face and you say, "Oh, I'm sorry, man," that that's not a, like an outright asking you, for forgiveness. You, you need I'm him sorry. to beg, huh? You need no, him to beg? I just need to know that this ain't like something you're gonna do again. I, I, you punch me in my face. I'm sorry. Him so again? I'm sorry. remember that forgiveness is one thing. Regaining trust and ha- and regaining the relationship that's another thing. And and they'll with her they'll never have one. That I've been wrestling with this. I've had a few people that were very close to me that have been killed um, mm-hmm. by other people. Um, in a very real, one was a family member. One was my best friends in the world um, since I was a kid. Like um, and in both those instances, man, I was reminded of that in this moment. And one of my best friend his dad um or his brother had said something and i'm just kind of taking it in because usually i want to engage and i'm like i don't want to engage so fast okay um i wanted to process through it okay uh i wanted to process through it one i am frustrated at the idea that black folk don't want him to forgive Mm mm-hmm he feels this pain like almost nobody else does. Yeah. He's the brother. It, it, it the most. There's a handful of people that feel the pain that he feels. And to be mad at him for doing something he needed to do that would free him, but also probably freed her. And the thing that I saw on my feet, it just, it was blowing up. It was everybody's overwhelming nature. Based on what he said and how he functioned, he displayed the gospel. He did. Mm-hmm. The gospel is never easy. It always costs somebody. Mm-hmm. And at times it hurts. He's criticized. And I'm wondering what's wrong with us. Not like you, but just like the, the culture right. where we can't see grace and mercy for grace and mercy. I'm only saying I'm only saying that point because, of because, <laughs> No, just because you bought in some of the other perspectives. So I don't want to just you make want, it seem you like what's you wrong with me. No. Yeah. But the idea <laughs> of the idea of this didn't cost this guy anything. I had somebody accounted, somebody pointed back to slavery. See, this is some slave stuff. And they looked at the judge. No, yeah. the gospel one. The judge went, grabbed Bible. She came off of her you know, stand. She was in tears watching what the young man did because I don't think she, the judge was it, been it awesome was on this trial because she has been yeah. frustrated at what they've been pulling all this time. And people are looking at the the other. Um, I mean, you just got to see it for more than what it is. She, you also look at the lady that was fixing her hair. Mm-hmm. The but, bailiff. Yeah, thing. but guess what? When you're an officer, guess who are fellow officers that you get to know, love, are in contact with? You know, it's like you almost want every black person just to punch this lady in the face. And I'm like, no, you and I work together. I know you. My heart's breaking because I don't think you're the person that intentionally did this. I didn't hear anybody outside that was there connected to this go, she did this on purpose. That was an outer narrative, but nobody interior, nobody that heard the trial, listened to some of the George, nobody said, this is not the same as many black men being killed with impunity right this is not a cop shooting that, yeah, that we're i used to, see yeah. you as an unmitigated threat in a non-threatening situation in a non this is not the same and even one of the jurors said 
this isn't the same thing as other things that have been happening with black men. It's not completely not the same. I think it is the same. No, no, no. I do. If it was a white dude, she wouldn't have been. No, no, no. I don't think she would have shot. But there's a there's a different moment of. I don't. Hands were in the You're inherently in. You're inherently a threat as I'm pulling you over, and I don't know who I'm pulling over. Versus, I think I'm in my own home. Versus, I think I'm in the wrong place. There's still a. I can understand their point of view because there is still. If it was a little white girl, she wouldn't been scared if it was an older white man she wouldn't have been scared there's something about him that and i'm not disagreeing her training I'm, yeah. I'm not disagreeing she's an officer of the law she's been given a gun she has the responsibility to protect and serve i'm not saying she should get off yeah what i'm saying is there's no when maliciousness you look at, yeah when you look at all the other cases there is full on i mean there's there's so many cases where full on we know in no uncertain terms this is a racist act I'm saying she should have to pay and I'm saying but nobody can judge this young guy for forgiving someone no I understand that and and you can't necessarily make her pay for all the penalty she's not guilty for what happened to Rodney King and that's what I feel like the black community wants we want to throw everything that's ever happened to a black person it's been a year but, but 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 my argument is this young man didn't do it fast he he but asked. Still, we think a, that it felt fast, always, but she was he was killed a year ago. Does she owe Does she uh, uh, owe you an apology? It sounds as though she owes black people an apology for this. Like we have to forgive her. Do we have to forgive her for anything? It so, would have been amazing had she stood up and say, "I know I'm contributing to this continued narrative of a white police officer killing a black man." That would have been. But good. once again, but once again, that would have been good. Mercy and grace cost something. It cost mm-hmm. this young man a lot. Right. Even for him to get it over his lips. I agree. We act as if he was just saying right. it. He was fighting. Yeah. You're right. To get it out of his mouth. It cost him everything. And when I saw it, I went, oh, that's the gospel. Yeah. It yeah, is. I did too. You know what I mean? It and it's not fair to me. It's not fair to his brother. Nope. It's not even fair to her. But that's the gospel. That's, that's the, gospel. the gospel. And I'm not saying, like I'm saying, I don't think it's right. And I've been processing through this. I don't think it's right for her to pay for everything that's ever happened to a black person. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact that she has and she is in trouble and has to go to jail for what she did, I'm with everybody else. About time. So, it could have been, been a little but, longer. But, but 10 years. Yeah. 15. But, but the jury. Yeah. But the jury. She'll get off in 10 anyway. No, but hearing what the jury she said. She'll get off in 10, right? They She'll were, get off in 6. The jury was working through what? the same six. thing. The yeah. jury was working through the same thing. And they were. And like a black juror said, it just didn't feel right. We were in court with her. We heard her talk. We heard they heard stuff we didn't hear. They saw yeah. stuff we didn't see. Mm-hmm. And, and But I feel like a lot of black America wants her to be guilty to for, for everything everybody. and i'm I saying think we wanted an acknowledgement more than anything I, I, i'm i have no problem with it now she may have to grow into an acknowledgement yes. she may never realize yes. that she needs enough there's a lot of stuff i want that i don't get what i'm saying is to throw the mercy and grace away is what we yeah. want to do yeah. because we don't like the fact that and i'm with you mm-hmm. we don't like the fact that black men are killed with impunity by right. officers of the law I'm on board, got no argument with that. I am 100% yes, this has to stop. I've been on the record, I've been talking to big white churches, bringing stuff to bear. I've been a voice in spaces nobody's been a voice in and I've been a space and a voice of race for generations now. So, but what I'm saying is she can't, we, I feel like we want her to be responsible and guilty for things that wasn't hers. And I wasn't there, if I was in the juror pool, maybe I'd want more. 
I didn't hear all the stuff. I think the I'm frustration just, is also that there's people who have got caught with weed that get yes. way more years. Than Absolutely. Yeah. Shoplifting you think, you've seen all the reports, right? Like everybody start flooding the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Just like the black people. Shots. Who are 100%. Like, yeah, but she gets six. Pastor, six. 100%. Is that, that's how, that's, that's ridiculous. I think the answer is, yeah, the answer is they were wrong before. It's problematic. It's not her fault that they were wrong before. But that's my thing. You don't want to be the person if, if. We wrong now. If four black guys rob the same person and he sees you, you don't want to be guilty for what the other four black guys did. Because you may not have meant anything by dealing with somebody. But what we. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, but it's not necessarily right to throw on you what those other four black guys did yeah. when an officer comes up because some other black guy shot Am at I you. with the other four black guys? Huh? Am I with the other four no, black guys? No, you're by yourself. But I'm by I'm myself? Saying, Am I around those guys? No. I'm not? You're just another black guy. And I can still get shot, right? Huh? Yes. Yeah. But that's my point. It's If it's wrong for an officer to see you in the light of the black guys he's dealt with I think, yeah. that may have happened and he has no right to treat you in any other way because you are an innocent guy, then we can't put her on her stuff that she didn't do. She is guilty for what she did so what, and she needs common? to be accountable for what she did. Okay, what's, what's common in this situation? Like, what's the common penalty? Is it six years? I don't think there's a common penalty. There's not a common it's a penalty? Range. It's a I, I don't range. think there's Everybody a common penalty. What's range. the range? It was, it's like it was it was ten real. to a hundred years. Yeah, no, it was, I was five. Five. I it was five. five. It was five. Five. To, five. to how many five years? To ninety nine. Yeah. To ninety nine. They wanted to do twenty eight. If this were a black person in the situation, well, that's that's I'm not the point. Gonna, they don't get the lower end of that the, scale. The point that's is the, the point is what is being requested is eye for an eye. You were wrong about us. Be wrong about her. But what should but, be desired is be right about both. Stop being wrong yeah. about us. That's my point. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's Stop my being wrong about us. Don't why, why, don't why over that, punish why her. That the, why that the why that a different statement? Because what you what you're saying is you were unfairly punishing us, so unfairly punish her. Mm-hmm. No, That's not I'm saying fairly. I'm saying fairly punish her saying, and give her the same thing that we've been punished but, with. But then you're saying that you weren't unfairly punished. Which is it unfair or is it not? You let me know. You have to decide. <laughs> so if it's that's vengeance. what I'm saying. Okay, no, no, no. If it's vengeance, no. That let you the judge let justice. me know. And was I unfairly punished? If I was, then punish them the same way. Judges wasn't I, I had think this to do argument. With so you look. If I want them punished the same way, we it, get punished. It's a justice up. issue. It was, it was, it's a justice the, issue. The, the justice issue in this is, and once again, I'm on record saying, African Americans get penalized at exponentially larger amounts than nine. But you agree that that's wrong, right? I'm only agreeing if it's wrong, only in comparison. Right. Only in comparison. But but if it's wrong, then it should be righted, not wronged even more. Only in comparison. If, if if we get treated this way, treat them the same way. If we if I'm gonna get, but that's you, not but you don't give want, them but you don't want to be treated that way, right? It depends on if that's the penalty. No, the no, penalty no, 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 no. ranges, right? Y'all said it ranges. The point be- is, be- is that between what and what? What we're saying is all of our brothers and sisters have been unfairly punished, right? I'm saying it's unfair in comparison. Let, let me right. give you. So it's unfair in I, comparison. I, I, let me give you no. Let's if that's pull the out standard, then keep that the let, standard. Let's pull out of this. For example. There are so many. We good on time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many African-American men that have been locked up because, a, and I'm going to just say what it is, because a white woman said that she, he raped them. You are locked up, thrown away the key because a white woman said you raped them. And then years later, we find out he didn't. She was just embarrassed. Been happening mm-hmm. time and time again. In the news, the it was got it with the Morehouse. It. It's a normal thing. Then you got old buddy that literally is found raping an unconscious girl. 
completely wrong. We caught you in the act. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. And a judge kind of, you know, well, he, he seems to be good. What I'm saying is that is wrong. It is a miscarriage of justice. The justice system is broken. The same judge had thrown the book at black guys. What I'm saying is that judge needs to be removed. And I think lately he has been removed. That judge needs to be removed. Rape needs to be penalized, but we need to make sure somebody actually did it. And not just assume because somebody looks like us that you're more guilty and then we throw the book at you. Yeah. That's the problem with the justice system. That is not necessarily this case. That is a justice issue where judges see us and go, we can throw the book at you and they see somebody that looks the opposite of us and goes, you're good. Hold on. And what I'm saying is you gotta fix the entire system, not just look at this one instance and go, see, that's more of the problem. This is actually somebody getting some level of justice. At some level, we see justice happening. I'm more concerned about all those other scenarios where we get shot, killed, maimed, and nobody does anything. And then all of a sudden, oh, but you wanna act like justice is served? Yeah. What I'm saying is listening to the jurors, listening to the brother, watching the judge, I'm saying this was a day for the gospel and that's beautiful. But then at the same time, we need to fix the justice yes. system yeah. so that fair is fair. It's and two that, different issues. Yeah, it's two different that's issues. That's what I'm saying. So that things don't happen for somebody that looks a certain way. But so, we're... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying that, yes, but I think that sometimes we're convoluting justice and the issues with our justice system and the history that our country has yeah. and the gospel and forgiveness. And what the kid did. And because yeah. if you really think about it, whether or not this was a malicious act, we would still have been called to forgive. Yeah. And that's, that's where I want to get back to. Uh, uh, Rick said earlier, did she ask for forgiveness? And I have a theological question for you, Pastor. Go ahead. When Jesus died on the cross... Did everyone get forgiven or do you get forgiven when you ask for salvation? Because that's kind of in comparison to what we're saying here. If you believe everyone was forgiven, you just have to receive the gift or you believe that no one is forgiven until they receive the gift. That may inform your opinion about the situation where that's you have to question. ask for it to get it or you get it. And then if my you theological stance is forgiveness was dispensed, it is a handout. And you receive it. You receive you what I've given. You have to receive what I've already given. I gave it to you before you ever knew it even existed. That's what I, that's the way the cross looks to me. You already got it. All you got to do is receive it. People don't go to hell because God is sending them to hell. They go to hell because they slap away the only hand trying to help. Mm. Grace is already being extended and it's unfair. Like I said, you got to, you got to remember mercy and grace are unfair. It's mercy, mercy if somebody owes you a million dollars and they go, you don't have to pay it back, is unfair. Mercy, well, grace is somebody owes you a million dollars, well, you owe somebody a million dollars, and not only do you not have to pay it, they give you a million dollars. You know, it's like, it's unfair. It hurts, unfair. The, it hurts the giver. I mean, but it's a free gift to the receiver. And that's what I'm saying. And this moment is a gospel moment, not because of the woman. This has very little to do with her. It has nothing to do with her. And she may have not even received his mm -hmm. forgiveness. We don't know what she's doing. We don't get that side of it. We don't understand. We don't understand what she said in his ear. What she said in his ear went to him, but it was at his expense, yeah. not for her ultimately, right. but for the greater 
point of the gospel. Yeah. I wouldn't even say it was for him. It was for the greater point of the gospel. It was he for was the point, people in the room and was, the everybody watching. Mm-hmm. The world heard the gospel through this guy. Yeah. Now, we may not like that he extended it, but you know what? When I, Like he said, when I need grace and mercy, I want it. Forgiveness is never fun or enjoyable when I'm the one that has to forgive. Right. But the moment I need forgiveness, oh, forgiveness is a great idea. It is awesome. Let's get over this. Let's move on. Because everyone wants it to be, wants to say, well, it's a process and we need to take our time. And, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny, but I imagine Jesus on the cross being like, Father, forgive them after I get over all of this. Don't forgive them while I'm still bleeding and being spit on and beat. But just wait till I rise and give me yeah. a couple of days and then forgive not them. Not only that, he said, while you were still sinning. While you were sinning. So that's like when the bullet is still going through your body. I forgive you. That's crazy. That's a crazy amount of crazy. But that's how ridiculous grace is. Yes, that's how we're called to live. And Completely guess what? counter to what I you would expect. I don't always like it. Nope. I don't always like it. I don't always like to forgive. And let's how about we fix that for a second? We assume that forgiveness and grace is a good thing when I like it. No, it's a good thing. I'm supposed to love my enemies, really? Because it feels like you're giving them a pass, and that's what black people don't want. They don't want to feel like we're giving because it hurts white people a pass. It. That's it why hurts like, it keeps me. happening. It's all yes. constant. But okay, it's always, it's always, it's always whether we forgive them or not. I would, it's always I would, something happening to black Ernest, people. I would think us giving what them I'm saying is there is a difference between there's a difference between forgiveness and fixing a corrupt system that continues to bring But Rick, I would say this the answer is not for you to start hardening your heart and say i'm not going to forgive you anymore the answer is they need to start doing the same you don't stop being godly you don't stop giving Mm -hmm. grace they need to catch up you don't you don't you don't say well screw you then that's not the right the response is i would say god would be like i'm i'm pleased with you for for you being the one doing the right thing all the time not i'm um why you keep doing that he's more upset with the people who don't do that i heard it said white people would have never done that for us and no. I'm like, white people are not the standard. Let's not let, let's let's not make them the standard there. If that's what oh we're trying God. to uh, that just achieve. hit me in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they are good. a standard for a lot of people. Yeah, but you don't like I said, and, and I, I I I liken it to the idea of But are we the standard? Like are, are we the are no. we the, God, beat us, is the standard beat us and we'll forgive you. That's that is what motto. Jesus did. No, God is the standard. But that's still, what he said. But if they're again, not living up to it, that's their problem. That has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that with my voice, I have been in spaces, and I'm saying this on purpose, where I've been trying to fix that problem of, yeah, we just keep getting abused, and you go, mm-hmm. yeah, you're the whipping post. No, let me bring the gospel to you as well, because the gospel speaks to all equally. So I'm not saying we turn a blind eye and we go, oh, the system doesn't need to get fixed, things don't need to change. I'm We're saying, yes, things it. need to be changed. I am pissed but that doesn't mean have we forgive no you can you you can can be angry hurt and and still forgive but still forgive i can forgive you and not want to be around you right i can forgive you yes and still have a broken heart is that forgive it's just a debt that's a a question no there's a healing that still has to take place if i forgive you you do me something wrong Mm -hmm. and i forgive you yet i never want to see you again or be around you again Mm -hmm. have i forgiven you yes yes because you're saying you don't owe me anything i'm not going to hold this to you we don't have to be in relationship anymore i still need time to heal my broken heart this goes goes back to the theology right when jesus died on the cross did everyone get forgiveness if they did, if that's the theology you believe, then there are several people who he will never speak, see or speak to again. 
Thy forgiveness was a clean slate. But just my, like my scenario, if Jesus, when Jesus died on the cross, he said, I forgave you. If you don't accept me as your personal savior, you are not in relationship with him. That, that's two different things. Me being in a relationship with you, if I peep you out and you, you do something crazy to me, I forgive you, but I'm smart enough to know don't give you no more money or don't do mm -hmm. anything else with you. That's that's just wisdom. Right. I, I, let, me, let me bring it to okay. another. Let me give you another way of doing the scenario. A husband and wife. One of them cheats. The other person forgives them. But they still feel the pain of what happened. You're forgiven. I am no longer holding you guilty for what you did. I know you did. The consequences still yeah, there. But the consequences are I still feel this. And it's going to take me a while to trust again with my heart. I'm saying I can forgive and not trust. There's a lot of people I've forgiven. I was abused as a child. I've forgiven. I wouldn't want to be around a person. I don't trust you. And Lord knows you ain't going to be around my child. <laughs> but I forgive you. Yeah, I think forgiveness mm. is not dumb. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. Not you're, you don't have to be an idiot once you forgive. You say, okay, I see that you are not trustworthy. You don't owe me anything anymore. Mm. You deserve your life mm. to be taken. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not doing that. So I have a question. Good. In this in this case, right? Mm. Most times when black African Americans are being sentenced, they're being sentenced by in most cases white judges, yes. right? In this case, with her being a black judge, mm -hmm. does that have? I thought she didn't do the same. I thought the jury picked the sentence. The, it I was wrong? a jury. It, sometimes you can go How before a judge. How often does that happen? No, you can. You have a choice. You the can jury. go before a judge or you can go before a jury. Taking a jury every time. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. Juries no, can they, get you. Hey, no. Yeah. In do not, Georgia, from now on, never think that again. <laughs> in Georgia, <laughs> yeah, especially not in Georgia. Peers. Do not think that ever again. <laughs> You'll get the 99. But uh, but all I'm saying is like to she, me she would have been straight because the judge obviously was cool too. So she would have been straight either way. To me, it feels like there's an argument to be had here because there's there's so many different polarizing um, opinions. Um, but it's just the fact that no, you're hitting on something so good because there's so many mm -hmm. polarizing opinions. Yeah, this is not a confluence of one thing in one case with one right. young lady right. and one young man. Right. right. This is all these polarizing right. things crashing in yeah. and everybody coming to it with all the other stuff. Yes. Rather than if you're a juror, I wouldn't want somebody mm -hmm. in the jury who can't just focus on what happened this one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because now yeah. All that other nonsense is coming mm -hmm. to bear. Right. Yeah. This What's your case. question? <clears throat> I'm sorry. So, so the I'm other just, question I'm just is saying this, that right? that's a powerful thought. Yeah. That yeah. there's a confluence of a lot yes. of stuff. And yeah. if we don't identify that, then we go down the road of, see, here we go again. Yeah. Maybe not. Right. So my other question is, too, is if she had not received any jail time, mm -hmm. right? You know that she was, what was, what was she claiming? She was claiming oh, no. some type of... Um, some I'm type back of, and forth about, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there was something she was claiming where she wouldn't have served any jail time because she was saying it was a case of mistaken. It was an accident. It was an accident. But they were talking about the, the differences of her apartment and his, right? Yeah. And the fact that when you look down on the floor mat, your floor mat is, his floor mat is red, right? There was something about there being a, um, a skylight in the hallway. Right next to the neighbor's house, that she didn't have a skylight in her hallway. Yeah, I mean, you can so pick it apart. No. Yeah, there's different things you can pick apart. Mm -hmm. But I wonder, I wonder where, and this is probably just opening up a whole other can of worms, but I wonder what would have happened if she had received no jail time. Well, this, what you just said made me think of something else. 
What if the victim's family got to choose the sentence? What would you have chosen? Life. What would you have chosen? Because he would have, it sounds like the brother would have chosen zero. Yeah, he said that. What would you have chosen? That's hard because because <laughs> I think okay. that that brings together with so, with no with no limits but, no no but, prescribed limits. But once again, I, like, that's, what's forgiveness yes. mean? Forgiveness does not it the mean same as justice? Does it mean forgiveness if if it was up to you? Mm-hmm. Does forgiveness mean walk away? <laughs> you know, no. I was yes. thinking. <laughs> you're, Okay, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking, I know that the jury is the one who handed down the sentence, but I was just thinking that picture of the judge, our God in heaven, who hands down justice mm-hmm. and then comes off the stand to offer us grace. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would have given her 28 years. <laughs> 28. That's okay. I yeah, but, but forget the limits. <laughs> You're saying 28 because that was the top limit. No, what if see, there were no 28. limits? See, the reality she is. She said she was sorry. I had this, I had this <laughs> conversation with my Fact. wife. And I'm looking at this young man going, oh, I don't know how I would do. Yeah. Because I yeah. saw images of Try a whole bunch of other put dudes yourself yeah. in that jumping across, you know, yeah. things to get at people. Yeah. I got that guy in my head. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. what I yes. have in my head. Something yes. happens to my son, my wife, you better run. You better hope the prison system gets you. Because right. mm-hmm. if I see you, yeah. it's going to be some business. On and I <laughs> might need Jesus himself to come down and hold me around the shoulders because yeah. everything in me wants to tear into your face. I love that. I love that. So, you see, that's why I'm in yeah, all this nice young talking, time. preacher. <laughs> that's why, that's, that's what why we do, I'm, though, right? That's why I'm in Hold on all to the part that you like. That's why I'm in all of this guy. Because this is hard. That's why I said we want to act as if this is an easy thing for this young guy to do. No, it was terrible. It was this no. is gut wrenching. Even as he's talking, he can't get his words out. He is struggling to say this. That's why I'm like, dude, let's not throw him under the bus. This is a beautiful thing he did that was powerful. And you could tell it wasn't a quick or easy thing. How many and, years? And, some, and, the, and the lawyer said that there's people. <laughs> I know, right? How many years? I'm saying, you wouldn't make it to trial if it was me. <laughs> so, okay, let me ask you this question. It's what I'm concerned about. Hear me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's there how I would absolutely respond. Yeah. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. That I would be a lot less godly mm-hmm. than anybody would I ever am. imagine. Mm-hmm. And then we'd be asking somebody else's family. <laughs> then we'd be asking somebody else's family, how mm-hmm. much time would you give them? Because I don't know that I am mature or balanced enough mm-hmm. to be okay to give you time. Because oh, really, I, I want somebody to lock me and you in a dark room by ourselves mm-hmm. for just a minute. Just, just one whole minute. Mm-hmm. Nobody coming an in hour. and let me do my business. Okay, so let me ask you this question because this goes back to my original point, right? Is that too so, far? I'm too much of a So here's a question for you, right? So the question is this. Take me that long. That's a lot if, of stamina. If you're saying, if you're saying that would be your reaction, right? That's what I'm afraid my reaction. Okay, that would be afraid of your reaction. Let's just say that the situation was he was sitting in his apartment, Mm -hmm. he was eating a bowl of ice cream, and he was watching a TV. He was watching TV. Mm -hmm. She uses deadly force, Mm -hmm. but what's the difference between the person who's texting and driving, and commits vehicular homicide to the same person that you love? Like, is your is your grace different with them versus the deadly force police shooting? That hit home. See, the the problem is my grace. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to live based on my grace because too often I don't have a whole bunch of it. Mm. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Too often I don't have a whole bunch of mercy. Mm, truth. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to wrestle with that too. Mm-hmm. We need to wrestle, wrestle. That's why I said earlier, 
Mm. We love grace and forgiveness when it's coming for us. Mm. We hate it when we got to give it to somebody else. Mm. It is not a fun thing when you got to give it to somebody else. I, in the last year and a half, and you know a little bit, and I think Ernest, you may know a little bit, have been in a situation where I literally wanted to jump across the desk on somebody. But I knew that it would embarrass Jesus and everybody in the room would be wondering if I believe what I said I believe. Part of me literally wanted to jump across the desk. Everything in me, I'm having people walk me out of a room because I am about to beat the brakes off somebody. And this is the preacher guy. But I still got a lot of New Jersey in me Um, (laughs) where somebody has to walk me out of the room. But everything in me wanted to hurt somebody because you are putting my family at risk. What I'm saying is I don't like that about myself and that in me ain't right. And I'm not justifying it and I'm not trying to act like I have some moral high ground. I have no right because God has forgiven me. But I'm afraid I would be that person. That's why this is beautiful. (laughs) That's why it's lovely because that's the weight of the cross. I think, the cross weighs heavier than that. I think but, this that's why it all comes back to your theology, because I think some people believe that they they um, not necessarily deserved their salvation, but that they are. Um, I think no, I think some people feel like they've earned it or deserved it or they're better than the next person who isn't saved because of something about them. And that goes back to do you believe that your salvation was um, completely without your merit? Some people don't really think that. They think that they're better than the people who haven't gotten saved. We say it, we don't think it. Yeah. It's the slave master thinking that their salvation is better than the slaves. Right. It's that same idea of, Mm. I deserve God's goodness, but you don't because of what you've done. But when you realize that all of our righteousness is as filthy rags, all of us are in the same state and it still pleased God to bruise Jesus for us. I think I think most people, probably even me, if I really think about it, believe that this woman is worse than we are. I think we feel that her sin is worse than any sin I've personally committed and somehow she deserves a worse punishment than I do when it comes to God, oh, I see. you see what I'm saying? I'm, I think most people walk around feeling like I'm I'm not that bad, and I I'm I don't deserve that kind of punishment that this lady deserves. So when we say God forgave you, so you forgive her, I think people don't compute that your sin is equal to they, God. They never sit in that other seat. Right. They never sit in that mm. other seat. We don't want to sit in the seat of have there been people have there been things we've done that could have cost somebody lives. Like we were the guy riding down the road By on God's our phone. I thought that yeah. until Ryan brought up that scenario, right? Like. And I, I honestly was on the other side of this, right? Until Ryan brings up the scenario of it's saying powerful, that yeah. what happens if, right, I'm texting, right, or watching a TV show or something like while I'm driving and I run over some kid, right? Yeah. And do I want, I know, but do I want forgiveness at that point, right? Yeah. And yeah. You'd be I'm on the, it was and, an accident. But, 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 I'm going to need, need them six years too. But yeah, but that's my thing. Or less. That's my thing. Because I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's my thing. Now we want to go and judge how contrite this woman is, and that's not under our control. It has nothing to do with they that. Say we can't we do judge, anything with that. We judge other people by their actions, but we want to be judged by our intent. Well, yes. I didn't mean, you know. Yeah. yeah, and the truth is, if you did that, then you still have to pay a price. Now, whether forgiveness is extended, I can't. But you still got to pay the price. That's why I was happy. I'm like, somebody's paying a price. Okay. I think if she would have gotten nothing, there, mm-hmm. there needs to be consequences justice. for what we do. There's a part of justice that's there. But at the same time, I don't think it's justice to make all of everything that's happened to a black man over the last five years fall on her 
Yeah. That's not necessarily justice. But either. I will say what's happening, part of the reason why the black community is so upset is because this is a huge story. Remember, all stories have a message. And the message here is one of forgiveness and of grace. And it almost undermines the message of continued brutality against innocent black men. Couldn't agree more. Right. And so that's, I think, where all of the angst comes from. Yeah. Because now you're reshaping the minds of the public. And, you know, just from a media woke perspective, that's where the danger comes in. Because now we have this happy story of a black man who forgives. And da, da, da. And I would and argue so, there's a lot of people posting this, going see black people. Y'all just need to forgive. Be, yeah. Exactly. We don't need to fix the system. Exactly. We don't need to have better exactly. judges. So we want to make sure the conversation is balanced. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I said that's why it's a justice issue. Because we don't want to have that conversation. We just want you to forgive. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like you punch somebody in the face and say, forgive me. Right. Bam, forgive me. Bam, forgive me. Yeah. You don't really. You ain't looking for real forgiveness. You're just looking for a means to yes. hurt me. Yes. Yes. So, does anybody? Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I, and I probably want to go ahead and end this here. Always look for <laughs> We're going to have to split this to yeah. display their theory. Because <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to bring up a can of worms. But does anybody play off any of the racial bias that Amber Geiger had that they claim she had? Yeah, when they she did joked say she about, was a racist. She joked about um, by, Martin by, Luther King's death. And, I think that that even more um, illustrates his forgiveness because I think yes. in his mind what he was saying was. Regardless of your sin against my brother, against society, whoever else, mm -hmm. I want to show you how much God loves you. Yeah. And I think his his only focus in that moment was I want her to know that even though she completely does not deserve this, I know my words aren't enough, so I'm a hugger. I want to make sure she knows for sure she doesn't deserve this. But I forgive her anyway. And I think his goal was to strike something in her heart that she's going to have to wrestle with this in jail. Oh, yeah. Is Jesus real yeah. or not? Because yeah, what he did it. doesn't make any sense. Yep. Yeah. Why did he do that? It doesn't make any sense. If she rejects God after this, that is on her 100 percent. No, I can help simple her. simple action made the world think about that. Exactly. Is and, Jesus enough? And the last thing I say, I mm. promise, but this could have been the way that God used to save her. Because if she had gotten off, maybe she wouldn't have looked at that Bible. Maybe she wouldn't have felt that remorse. And maybe she wouldn't have she, made steps to... This is her cornerstone moment. Yeah, this, to hear about Jesus, right? This is it. If she, if this doesn't work, nothing works. And it wasn't just hers. Once and again, for a lot of people. it was for yeah. the world. The yeah. world was watching this. That's why I say it was a moment for the gospel. But if we make it a moment for black folk, then it may fall short. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. but it was a moment. It. People are trying to spin the narrative because we don't like grace and the gospel and mercy. We don't want to have that. That's not for the people we're still angry. Yeah, with. yeah. I, I don't want any of that in me. You guys must be crazy. You must have lost your mind. But what he did is he went beyond that, and I think what he did was something beautiful. <laughs> there you go. In search of beautiful, Pastor Damien Boy. At no one Target at, at his own expense. <laughs> tar Target, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, at, at his own expense, and I think that was the beauty. In it. I think, I think, but you can see these narratives all throughout Scripture. I think that was the beauty in it. Wow. All right, man. Let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Listening to the Track Stars with Sean Tanner, Ryan Righteous, and DJ Jeremiah. Right now, you're in the field with the Track Stars. Track Stars. Track Stars. Ryan Righteous, Sean Tanner, and DJ Jeremiah. Right now, you're listening to the Track Stars. You know what time it is. Good, 
your boy Naming Gay, he track stars music artist, and you are in the field with the family track stars radio. is brought to you by track stars allow us to produce a podcast to help build community engagement around your brand we can record and edit a podcast specifically designed to reach your target market and utilize social media to create or enhance a loyal following go to trackstars.com forward slash brands again that's trackstars with a z.com forward slash brands Back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah was good. All right. For all things track stars, visit www.trackstars.com with the Z. Follow us on Twitter at track stars, Instagram at track stars, like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, download the app, and please, please leave a review for the podcast each and every Monday. All right. Yeah. So um, last week we did a topic on Kanye because we thought his album was coming out, the Jesus is King album. Yeah. And it kept getting pushed and still has been pushed. Um, but some news came, you know, since then, a mm-hmm. lot of stories. Uh, one was that he decided that he's going to be making, cri- well, the report is yeah. that he's going to be making gospel music from now on. No more secular music. <laughs> Nobody's, I haven't heard him say that directly. I just hear in stories. So um, that was one story because I, I saw the crew ran with that um, and said that he's now going to be a CHH artist and things like that. Um also, the story you read earlier about No Malice being on the album, which is interesting because No Malice is hardcore. So yeah, if he felt comfortable being no on it, then there, then there must be some truth to this being a completely Christian, clean album and that maybe Kanye is actually changing. But I also heard another story about a church that he brought Sunday service to where a lot of the people walked out. Yeah. So let's let's uh, let's catch up with Kanye this week. Uh, what do you feel about the Jesus King Sunday service and everything that's going on with him? Well, I think I think I mean I, I spoke most of the last topic, so I'll kind of divert to the people who um, are, are sitting at the table new to t- discuss it. But one of the things I was going to say was that um, you know there was a, a issue um, with him and CHH this week. A lot of CHH artists were were. There was some things said about him being more um, authentic than CHH in this in this album, right? And so another person met, brought up the fact that you can't really just denounce or, or discredit someone's um, faith that's been making music for Jesus all this time for someone who you know of popularity that's coming out and making this music again. And so it's been curious for me to kind of follow this story because I do want to see what kind of impact it has on the gospel music culture, on the Christian rap culture. Like, I, I really want to see what the what the influence is going to be there. But I started seeing some funny memes, right, where it was like CHH artists are mad because Kanye's coming out with an album and 
everybody's been trying to get to the top of this Christian rap thing and now he's coming there. And, and I think that's nonsense. I don't really think anybody really cares about that. But what I do want to see is what happens if um, Kanye does uh, make an album that is completely non-cursing, all authentic, which people have already told me that this is an album with no cursing and nothing to question. So I want to see as a musical um, genius, like he's been called before, what that's going to do to impact the culture of the gospel music, Christian rap, and all of that. So that's my take. Mm. What do y'all think? I think he and Ernest should have a rap battle. Mm. Who, me and Kanye? Yeah. Oh, I get murdered. <laughs> By straight up. Kanye? Yeah. By Kanye, straight up. I don't think so. But yeah. With which writer? Huh? With, with, with which writer? It depends, man. If he goes with Drake, I'm done. Um, <laughs> depends on who you know who's on the staff and who's writing that day, right? Like, I mean, because I don't have a staff or, of writers, you know you, what bro. I mean? So I got just, you. <laughs> you got me? I bet. So I, I mean, got, I'll do the if, if no Sean's with you. me, then we straight. I'm of no use to you. If Sean's with me, then we straight. You know what I mean? But no, I, I honestly, um, I, I've seen the the tweets going back and forth. I was looking for Derek Miner's tweet because um, mm-hmm. he put out one earlier. And it kind of, I don't want to um, misquote him, but it was basically saying that um, when we put out a, um, a you know, explicit Christian, you know, album, our explicit Jesus-based, you know, we outright saying it, then it's corny, right? And if we go too far away um, from that, where we're not saying it, where it's kind of, we talk about our life a little it's bit more, vague, yeah. then it's too vague, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when, you know, anybody else from, you know, um, from the main space, when they do it, regardless of what they do, it's just right. You know KJ, what I mean? KJ says like you, you got it just too. right, and and I think that'll be the biggest issue, right? And I think it was only because somebody came out with something that, that was kind of explicit, like explicitly talked about the gospel, right? And then somebody tweeted, and I, almost everybody in CHH Twitter matters, right? So um, when somebody said it's facts, so when somebody said that, um, well, you know, I hope this challenges our current CHH artists, right, to you know be more explicit about the gospel. That right, that line in and of itself kind of hit a lot of artists. You know what I mean? Just because what you talking about, right? Like I think it's just I think it's just kind of wild. So I think the problem won't be that he's coming in and taking over the space if he comes in, right? But oh yeah, there we go. Um, this is Derek Mindset. He said, and y'all still want to appreciate it. This is in response to somebody else. I think uh, who said this? Praying that these bomb Jesus is king lyrics will stir up against the lack of depth and directness we've kind of had in CHH, right? This came from It's Hillary Chain. And then Derek Minor um, comes back with, and y'all still want to appreciate it. Laugh emoji. Um, dudes rap about God directly and it's corny or too direct. Dudes rap indirectly about God and more about life and it's not direct enough and too worldly. Kanye or any celeb rap about, um, they rap about God any type of way is perfect. And that's exactly uh, kind of where, where he's coming from. Yeah. And I get that. <sighs> Go ahead. So I think that a lot of times uh, when people who are celebrities come into the space and decide to proclaim Jesus, people feel like because we've seen the range of your living, we see that you're just like us, but you have received Jesus. That's why that whole idea is like perfect. Because usually if you are a Christian and then you're speaking about Christ, then you're too conservative or too holier than thou. And, you know, I, it's not, it's a no win. It's really a no win because I, I've been following Christian hip hop for years and years and years years back when the people who were making the music were seminarians and so it used to be a lot of substance and i and i love fun music but i miss the substance too but when celebrities come through and they just have their moment it's like 
Maybe people see them as more well-rounded, I guess. The problem is Christians keep looking for new messiahs. Mm. We keep searching for new messiahs. Um, I remember back before all y'all probably do, somebody else made a claim that they were done doing secular music and they're never doing secular music again. And the music label was like, yeah, we wouldn't expect that any changes would happen, basically because we own him. Um, Anybody know who that artist was? James Brown. No. Oh, man, wait. DMX? No. MC Hammer? R. Kelly. Kelly. Oh, yeah. I believe R. Kelly. I, I do remember this. R. Kelly. I still, I, I have somewhere in my house the magazine where he said, I'm a Christian now, and I'm, he said the same, same R. thing. R. Kelly. Yeah. Now, but everybody jumped on that. Yay, we got a new Christian that. Messiah to look to. Yeah. I remember Then that. Mace came. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a pastor. Okay. He's a preacher. Yeah. He's jumping up in here. Yeah. Look, the problem is, the thing I didn't like in that tweet, I get what he's saying. The thing I didn't like in that tweet was the idea of him bringing content. We don't know what content Kanye's gonna bring. I don't know. Jesus Walks was a great song. Wasn't a song I wanna worship to. It was just a good song. I'm glad somebody's talking about Jesus. Yeah, we're gonna ignore what the cuss word you just said. <laughs> but I'm glad somebody talk about Jesus in the space. We did good, that. but I am not trying to herald you as anything other than what you are. A guy that had some thoughts about Jesus that you wanted to put down. Same thing. Um, we had this conversation about Chance. Got nothing against Chance. I think Chance is a good, earnest guy trying to do his best. He's just a good guy. Good trying to do guy. his best. He ain't the most spiritual cat, but he's doing his best. I think we need to see it for what it is. We are waiting for Kanye to bring in the second coming. And I'm like, he's an artist who, based on what his wife said, just is born again but we don't know what kind of theology he has we don't know if he's being discipled right. we don't know if he's being loved on I'm saying let's see what he has if it's good enjoy it if it's a little suspect go that piece was a little fuzzy but just treat it honestly mm-hmm. and I think we're just so busy trying to have somebody that can represent Jesus publicly that we can lean on and go that's our guy that we do what the Bible says you shouldn't do we put hands on people too quickly where now we want to elevate you and give you a platform that maybe you're not ready for. Mm-hmm. And, and we saw that with some R. Kelly. He wasn't ready for that platform. Mm-hmm. I would argue, and I'm saying this, y'all ain't got to say it, Mace wasn't ready for that platform. Mm-hmm. He wasn't ready to have a church. He wasn't ready mm-hmm. to lead people. He didn't have the development. He didn't have the discipleship to do it well. So when everything turned and everybody went, oh, look, he went back. It's like, of course he went back. In two years, you took him from Clark Atlanta to putting him in a church. Are you serious? Did nobody notice that he was preaching somebody else's messages every week? What's wrong with you people? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it, I don't blame him. Yeah. I'm yeah. not blaming him. I blame our desire to have somebody that we feel like we can look up to because apparently Jesus isn't enough to look up to. It's the same. It's the same problem in the Old Testament when they said they wanted a, a king, king, right? Yeah. And he was All like, right. "You don't need a king. I'm your king. I'm your God, right?" And it's like, "Yeah, but they got a king. Mm-hmm. We want to." I think everybody <laughs> kind of wants some sort of tangible i can see you i can feel you i can listen to your music we can't really do that with god in the sense that we want of course you can you can read his stuff mm-hmm. but people want to be able to i, I see you they I want a god you. that they can see they, they, they want an i want a king idol 
Wait, exactly. yeah. are we are we fan out about Kanye? Like, do you no, think I'm saying that's what Christians want him to be. I'm not do you saying, think we want I, that from Kanye? I think so. And, and I, I think Christians do. I don't I, know. I, I don't. Hear me. I'm not saying from y'all. Yay. I'm no, not but saying listen. y'all. Yeah. I'm saying people who are I, the type of people I'm talking about that are looking for somebody to be their guy, their it's, champion. It's not just they're Ka- hoping. It's not just Kanye. It's we get excited about any pseudo celebrity that says anything about Jesus. I think it's a it's a desire not just for a king, but it's a desire for what you think is cool to become popular all over the right. world. I think it's like we're you looking for validation if Kanye says he worships Jesus. Now they can't say that we're corny or that we're, you know, outside of culture. Yeah. It, it, it brings light to the thing that you've been trying so hard to get. So going. what you're saying but is we, we don't want to be peculiar. Kanye three weeks ago, like, like, a court, like everybody just canceled Kanye, just, canceled Kanye, just like, what, the last ooh, year? you talking about black people, not Christians. Yes. Uh, well, yes, all black people. Okay, right. This so, is Christians we're talking about. But, him, but, but no, <laughs> but once again. Wait, why are they different from the no, black people? No, but, but him being a Christian. <laughs> we're apparently the best But Christian. he being a Christian <laughs> kind of makes some people feel like, Oh well, he might not be, but that's a cultural thing. Our culture either condemns you or heralds you. Yeah. You're you're either a villain or a hero. Yeah. That's a cultural thing, and Christians are a part of that too. You know where we you're either a herald or a hero. If I get up here and I say, well, you know, I think this thing that o- other people think is dumb is smart, then everybody's like, well, see, we can't trust him. Yeah. He ain't no good. No, I just may have a thought that you don't agree with. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I, I think know, man. I think Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I think Dave Chappelle said it almost perfectly it's like you know the idea that if i disagree with you all of a sudden you're completely yeah. evil and completely bad and completely canceled. wrong you're you're completely canceled because i disagree with you i think it's wrong because we throw people away because we're not on the same page once again i'm not advocating throwing kanye away i'm not advocating throwing r kelly or anybody away the grace of god is for all of them but kanye i think away. we've done <laughs> i think we we've done him, we've done a disservice We've done a disservice because we've lifted people up that didn't deserve it. We've we've pointed to people that shouldn't be pointed to that needed time to just develop and grow and, grow and learn how to love Jesus, not in the Christian or secular spotlight. So that's, that's the, the question, problem. right? Whether or not he's holding a worship service or whether he's aiming to pastor is people. Is this a church or, or what is it? I, as far as I is see. Is this movement, expressions or is I'm, this? I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with him. If it to, to a degree, <laughs> and I'm gonna say to a degree, I'm okay with him leading music and having people singing. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Why? Because anybody can do that. You can open up and go, "Hey, let's just sing songs to God and make it good." And if you're opening people up, I'm good with that. But the moment we start to look to him to be more than just a guy singing songs of worship, the moment we start to look at him as a pastor. That's when things go left. Why? Because biblically, have you qualified to be a pastor? There is a reason why some people love Jesus a whole lot aren't pastors. Because there are certain things that are required of a pastor that are different than just about anybody else. You know, that's where fear comes in. Like, I, I have a fear. You know, there's only like one or two scriptures that affirm pastors. There's a whole lot that tear them down when they do something wrong. There's a different weight that I live at being a pastor of vertical church that's a different level of attack i come into mm-hmm. so i don't hold this title lightly yeah i earned it and i work hard to maintain it and to live respectably in a way that people can go he actually follows what he preaches we give somebody that title and all of a sudden you're in a whole different light you're in a different ball game and if you do it to somebody that's not prepared you have done them and the gospel a disservice Mm. So I am okay with him singing songs. I'm okay with him going into churches. I don't, for the most part, 
I haven't been to one of these. Like I said, I don't want a celebrate Kanye moment. But if Kanye is pointing to Jesus and that's what he's doing, great. But I tell you what, there's a lot of worship leaders that make it about themselves on Sunday. They too. do. They do. There's a lot of worship leaders doing. One it. of the things I noticed about his his uh, I watched the one I think he recorded in Atlanta, I think, and he was sort of like on the stage in the background. The choir was in the audience singing from from down below mm -hmm. and then he had another worship leader who was leading the songs and the songs were pretty good the choir was amazing and then he remixed a bunch of secular songs you know and made them christian lyrics but um i was wondering what you guys think about that like love the, it the layout yeah. of how we, he did everything love it so i haven't kirk watched he didn't say he didn't say much that's expressions right like that's i think um so um at the church that um some of us I would attend at some point, um, or did they used to do that thing, right? Expressions where they would take, <laughs> where they would take songs, right, um, that were like worldly songs, remix them, right, and, and you know put different lyrics to them. Um, I thought it was always cool. That was my yeah, thought. I think I think some of the like KJ, some of the reason he was upset about this was because when Christians do it, it's corny, but when mm -hmm. he does it, yeah. first of all, he's probably better than you, um, but not just. KJ, I'm just talking about us. Period. Like yeah. Kanye is really More good at gifted, this. Yeah. So when you hear the song remade, it's like, yo, this is this is dope. It's kind of uh, high. Except yeah. the so, R. Kelly one he did, and I think some people because the like the lyrics one? of the songs are so deeply into your subconscious, it's mm. it, it it's just going to arise an emotional response yeah. that's mm -hmm. not aligned with the spirit. Which is why sometimes. which is why a lot of people don't want anybody to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and hear me, yeah. I understand that. I don't hold that line. Um, but then also. I don't assume that all music that's not church music is inherently bad. Um, no, that's a whole not. other thing. Um, but <laughs> you know, and that's a it lot. It doesn't of contrary. That, if it's yeah, not contradictory to your values. Yeah, and and, and there are a lot of people that have that theme. But then you go, you have Stevie Wonder come to town, and some of those same people singing those Stevie songs. Yeah, don't get me started because I was there next to him singing. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's real because um, I think bad songs, I guess, have a limited time period. Yeah. Right. No matter like I, even. I'm, I'm gonna say this, right? Don't look at me wrong. But even songs like um, doing the, you remember that song? Yeah. Doing the butt, sexy, sexy. Yeah. So like that song, right? Now that song in a Christian space right now has I've seen it happen before, and nobody trips. They remix the lyrics to that song? No, straight up, and nobody trips. I've seen it happen. Don't yes, act like I'm the only yeah, one who's yeah. been in that situation. Y'all heard it. Old songs lose their yeah. their their um. They, they their lose. Yeah, they, they, they lose. They, they don't yeah. feel so risky uh -uh. anymore. And everybody does it yeah. together. All right, yeah. they all sing together. Yeah. Marvin Gaye gets a pass yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, Marvin Gaye gets a pass now. Mm. Right, like so. I feel like what? Do the bad lyrics have a time period? Yeah. If it no, was in your generation, it's, it's then it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah and, and that's the thing. It's for me. I may not like that song, but to make it inherently bad, like there were people that went crazy when uh, Kirk Franklin came out with Stomp. Yes. And we mm. forget that that was a Parliament Funkadelic song he did that over. I'm sorry. Didn't Some of y'all don't know who no. that is. I did not know that. I know who Parliament Funkadelic is. P-Funk. I was today years old when I found that out. Yeah, that's that's. But that that was um either I think it was either Flashlight or um. Another one, but that was a Parliament Funk. Stomp was Ooh, a Parliament Funkadelic like song. Yeah. He just put his thing over it. When he did Lovely Day, we're gonna act when like you, Lovely Day. Oh, well, yeah. when you wasn't put, yeah, 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 yeah. song, yeah, that's my song. Yeah, he killed your Lovely Day. That's a Bill Withers song. Come on, but people who heard the song. They were like, "Oh, I know that song." But see, when the song doing is that when the song is for a different generation that doesn't have those lyrics deeply embedded with an emotional attachment and a response to the and the memories that are associated with that song, then it can have new life. But yeah, I don't want to hear somebody doing remix to ignition. 
that's oh, what I. Right. But that's but that's the level of what he did. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. I didn't hear. I it. want to hear. That. I can't remember which song it was. Is it good? Because he did in a lot of R. Kelly songs have been like trashed, right? When yes. they can be redeemed. <laughs> Yo, that thing right there still is a problem. What's uh, wrong with you? Yeah, and again, music is neutral. Nothing. Music is neutral. The 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 band, the piano, all of that is neutral. You have to ask yourself who who made this song. What is this song about? And does this this message of this song align with my values or not? I'm gonna give you a for instance. I was talking in a room full of college students. And I made that statement. I believe music is neutral. You don't know. Like, there's some songs that you loved in a secular arena that a Christian artist made and they just put it over. Mm -hmm. There are other songs that were made that had completely different lyrics and a Christian artist took it, flipped it. You don't know what it is until something's attached. Mm -hmm. You remember this. I'm in a room full of college students. And I was going... And I, we, we had this conversation. There was a young lady that wanted to do a remix of the Whisper song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> because it has a... We've done ahead. other songs. Mm -hmm. But that one conjured the wrong things in people's minds. It's a conjuring. And, and I'm going to tell you something. This is why I respect what Kanye is doing because when he was on an interview with... Um, what's my next guest deserves no... What's the my next uh, guest I know show? What you're about. Oh, okay. You're talking about Letter yeah. And he talked a little bit Letterman. He Letterman. talked a little bit about how the music has like a spirit behind it and it does create that conjuring. And so he's trying to shift that because he's hyper aware of how that works. But uh, hear me. We we did do what slow motion was remixed. We stripped it down. We had somebody play just the violin part. And made it simple. And am I right in that it killed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It killed. <laughs> it was incredible. Of course, did it. It was out of control. Yeah. I still remember the lyrics. <laughs> you, and that, you remember the lyrics? Um, Girl, you so beautiful. Yeah, I, dude, it vaguely. makes me nauseous. I, I you and that Nicole Miller white dress. Yeah, I think he actually did it when he came here. Yeah, he did the lyrics. But thing. he, but when I say it was fire, it was fire. But even then, stripping it down, playing with it, you just have to, you have to hold that line of I don't. Mm. I want you to now have in your mind my song and not that song. And if you can't pull that off, then leave it alone. But a lot of artists aren't savvy enough to know when to do that. That's why I, I had to be the big boss for them to keep them from. <laughs> <laughs> going too far yeah. but because sometimes you can't change the you can't change it. other times you can change everything so I'm I'm completely fine with that being a way that people do it like I said I have no problem with that I my bigger problem is Kanye don't make it about yourself well, that's, if he does I wasn't there I'm that, not saying he did that's the only thing I'm worried about because um, some some of the reports from that that um that church where people walked out was was that here no, or I was think New York or something. Um, and I don't know if any of this is true. I hope, again, I hope that Kanye is going through a real experience here. But the only thing I'm worried about with Kanye, even if this is a real experience, is Kanye's pride is way out of control. And that's going to be his biggest battle through all this is his own sense of importance and his own sense of, like, he feels he is special. And whenever a Christian believes in their heart that they're somehow more special than all the other people around them it's a dangerous place to be and i think all of us kind of fall into that in certain moments of our life where we think god has given us some sort of singular special thing but i think kanye is going to have to battle himself where he believes 
and rightly so he's a great producer he's a great artist he believes he has some special connection to god that no one else has and he deserves to be able to give this whatever whatever his perspective is out he needs to be careful of that i have the same concern that's why he needs to be discipled somebody needs to call him out and tell him you know he needs to have a pastor in his life yeah he needs to have somebody that doesn't care who he is yeah, and that's yeah, hard to find yeah and somebody that's not impressed with you that just loves you for you and is going to be there for you that's what i want for him i don't want him to go down i don't want him to flame out i feel like some christians are rooting for him to flame out no. i don't want him to yeah his Jesus stuff was ridiculous but he wasn't really walking with Jesus then so yeah of course he thought he was God <laughs> so I don't want to beat him up for that it's like no of course I expect people to you know we, we don't go crazy on the other side of the equation let me give you a for instance on the other side of the equation the artist that um, that remixed the Amen hymn in there uh, oh, Amen yeah. Amen oh. oh God what's the song Who? no you thought Meek Mill, the song Amen, but he's no, talking about No, no, no. It's a white artist that came out with a song years ago. Take me to church. Oh, Take, yes, me to church. Yes. Take me to church. We did a dissect on it. Nobody was mad him on the other side. I was frustrated. I was. But yeah. on the other side, people weren't mad at him right, yeah. for for that. And I'm like, Were they not dude, familiar? No. For what them, it was just it was just a good song. And I'm like, dude, you made something that was a pure God honoring deal, and you made it about worship to a woman yeah and what's wrong with you because you just but it won all types of awards that year the biggest thing out mm -hmm. and what i'm saying is of course you're going to do that because that's where you are you're in a life where you do nothing but worship women of course you're going to create that so for him to create the easy stuff it's like of course you're going to do we got to get we got to stop being mad at sinners acting like sinners yeah you know, I mean, it's what you do. My thing is, now that you now that you say you on this side, don't act like that. I'm thinking about Kanye the person, though, like the actual human being, right? Like, um, I don't mind him. I love the fact that he'll he'll make Christian music or, or whatever from now on, right? But I think about him at the award shows when it's time. You know what I mean? I don't know how he's going to respond in those situations. <laughs> Basically, you know what I mean? like when, you want him to what make happens, sure he's taking care of his mental health. But what happens when he starts snatch, snatching mics from people? Like, what happens when he starts, like, really, like, making that, some demands? But that's like, what I'm saying. That's when he becomes Kanye. That's the pride. In this thing. space. That's the pride. His biggest demon is going to be his pride. He really believes that he is special. He's, he believes that. So for him to humble himself to the point where he doesn't see himself that way is going to take an act of God. My inner me is killing me, as somebody once wrote. Okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, those are facts, man. But um, worse than my inner but, but, me. I don't know. <laughs> but no, but what? <laughs> hear me. That's more my concern. My concern is about that. It's like you, you have every right to create these experiences. But have somebody in your life that's shepherding you, that's walking you through the scripture, that's teaching you how to walk with Jesus for real yeah. so that you could be killed because all of us got pride. He's just been in a space where his pride makes him money. And it's been validated. You know, so, mm. but I just want somebody to love him well enough to tell him no. I mean, think about where we'd be if we didn't have people in our lives that loved us enough to go, this is too far. God is over here. You're over there. Get it in line. So, like I said, I, I'm. that's what I want. But... The fact that he's doing what he's doing, I don't have a problem with it. So who's don't, discipling Kanye? I don't know, and it's, I haven't heard I think anybody. It was else. One of the somebody somebody said he, somebody was. I, I want to make sure so, somebody so, so somebody somebody's there, right? Like from what I've heard, there is nobody in New York. I, I don't remember which one it was. I know each of these people who are kind of going through this, like Justin Bieber, and there's always there's some pastor that I've heard attached to him. 
The same guy? I don't know if it's the same guy. Because if it's Bieber's guy, it's a New York guy. It may be, but I'm not 100% sure. But I've seen his face. I just don't know who he is. Because I know he had somebody come and share the gospel at one of his deals. Yeah. But that's even this. Like, I want to make sure he knows the gospel. Like, yeah. the actual gospel. The real, yeah. Can you communicate the gospel? Do you know what it is? Do you know what it means? Now, I've had an experience. These are things that somebody needs to be making sure that all these people know. It's like, no, it means you actually lay your whole life down. Like, your money's not your money anymore. It belongs to God. Your thoughts now are submitted to him. Your whole life is his now. Are you willing to really make that move? If you're not willing to make that move, then maybe you're not one of us. Can Kanye be Saul? Can he be Saul? Saul. Saul to Paul. He 100% can. Hear me. You're not going to like this and I may get trolled. R. Kelly can be Saul. No. Well, in jail. In jail. Yeah. No, nah, he can't. In jail. He could nah. be in jail. In jail. He's been to Jesus though. can break. Okay, you can say that. I ain't <laughs> yeah, but in jail. <laughs> I don't see it. In how? Jail. How? No. Because God is a Ain't God no who can save anybody. I know God can. I know God can. And I believe all right, that. All right, let me give you this. Let I me just, give you this. Jeffrey Dahmer came to Jesus before he died. That's a big example. That's how great God's grace is. Yeah, that's I cool. But he, didn't become, about he didn't become like the leading yeah, voice in all Christianity. No, but still. You don't have to. You don't. No, that's, I'm, that's what I'm he's saying. Asking. I'm, I'm asking oh, that. Do you think I'm Kanye saying, could go that I'm far? Saying, yeah, yeah. Because, no, I'm because saying an authentic. An authentic. He became like the dude. An authentic transformation, once again, from jail, because you need to go to jail for what you did. <laughs> yes. Bill Cosby can from jail, because you need to be in jail for what you did. But at the so same from time, position, they won't be the voice now. The grace of God. Kanye is free. I, I'm, the grace of well, God. The grace of God is big enough to do that in anybody. And all you really need is a look. All you need is somebody give me a pen and a piece of paper and let me write. And for generations from now, people will be following whether I was in jail or not. People can follow. All I'm saying is God is big enough to do that. I'm not saying I'm hope that he does with these people, but God is big enough to do that. But and to who, not think God can. Who is going to write what Kanye says? Doesn't that matter? You say who's going to write it? Yeah, because he might have to come out already out writing our it. Genre. But who is writing it? Right. If he's going through this transformation. He didn't write the stuff he said before. So who's writing this new stuff? There'll be people paying attention to what Kanye is saying as long as he's talking. No, what I'm saying is this responsibility he has now to say the right things and, and preach the gospel. He's probably got nine. There is somebody on his staff that is writing the lyrics for his songs. Who is doing that? Is he saying? Are you asking who? Are you asking who are his new writers? <laughs> yeah, are yeah. you wilding? Are you asking who are his new ghost writers? That's what you're asking right now. Did they get born again as well? Like, I, I, who's yeah, writing this stuff? That's a valid but, question. But not a bad valid. question. But let me throw this out here just to mess with you. Y'all see Sean, man. Um, <laughs> it's not if Kanye saved all your fall, writers fall, fall on your knees you can be the face hear me that's it fall on your knees tell me what I'm saying oh hear the angels voices yeah. mm -hmm. oh night divine mm -hmm. you heard that before yeah, yeah. Oh, holy we night. sing it oh holy night mm -hmm. you know in there it speaks truth mm -hmm. for the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease mm -hmm. in our lyrics in oh holy night you know, Old Holy Night was written by somebody that wasn't a believer. Mm, that's one of my The music songs. was done by a Jewish person, and the guy was an agnostic, but he was asked by a, by a uh, minister, pastor, whatever it was at the time, to write this Christian hymn. Mm. And he put in there that basically if the gospel is what it is, and it's abolition of slavery, it's fall on your knees, it's all this. He wasn't a believer. Yeah. 
but he wrote a song that believers sing when unabashed freedom. Yes, yeah. absolutely. A lot of what we consume was like the U version app wasn't made by believers. Um, the Daniel Fast book was co-written by God people is who weren't dope. believers. It's not like made there's by believers. Well, they're not even trying. But the point is, is that a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things that we consume in a in a in a in a right way even like this they're they're holy things were contrived by people who weren't christians because god can use anybody can use exactly so uh, yeah yeah you're right so yeah so even the writers they know what to say the truth is the truth they know what to craft to make it sound right i'm just i'm just i'm just interested to see how and they could pay me and i'd go and just critique it to make yeah, sure what, it's theologically would you would you would you uh if you got a call would pay you go straight apparently i think you need to reach out to some yeah. CHH artists yeah. for that. <laughs> i mean i mean look cool. but there's so many more qualified individuals you know what i mean but i would definitely do it yeah with no problem yeah I, chh I, you think there's a lot more qualified yeah yeah there's a lot of guys out there man yeah. who are qualified for that um yeah. what, all right help me with chh y'all keep retired? saying chh like i don't know what christian christian hip-hop. christian hip-hop thank you i let a lot of mm-hmm. people uh audition for that no, that, yeah, there's so many guys out there who can like who who can write so really well. Burgundy on that. I think I think you could do. And it. the music can change. Oh, I, a gen- I can. And the music can, can change a generation without him being changed. The music can change a generation without him being transformed. Yeah. Yeah. Because God can use foolish things. So I think sometimes we put a little too much on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like no, as long as it's truth. It's like all truth is God's truth. There's no truth that will ever be that's not God's. Mm-hmm. I haven't even begun to start thinking about how this affects everybody else. I'm more concerned with him. Him. Me too. I haven't yeah. even Me thought too. about being. I'm concerned him. about his soul, his walking with God, him leading his family right. All those things that matter more. It does. Do you think it's authentic or not? I have no idea. That's the thing. But I have no what? idea. The only reason I know that yours is authentic is because I've lived and walked with you. Yeah. I'm still not sure about Ernest and I've been in his life for a while. <laughs> hey man, that's fact. Um, I, I, have I, have, I have to have conversations with his wife. Like, is he okay? Is he still okay? We're sure. <laughs> you do call me randomly, but like, hey man, how you walking? That's, that's right. That's right. Because you need. Hey man, we, we good. <laughs> but, but you see what I mean? But you see what I mean? Like, so, so I'm not the judge of whether or not it's authentic. Only God is. Only way I would know is if I'm walking with him and I can see him on a daily basis. And then with him, because he has mental health issues, you can't even look at an outburst. Yeah. As something that's not authentic. He may be authentic, but just, just have a rough moment. That's why I don't want too much being put on him because I'm afraid that he can't necessarily handle it. Not because he's a bad guy, just because he's not well, strong enough, whether mental health wise or spiritually, to handle it. I'm just worried. Again, I go back to pride. I go back to pride because what I'm worried about is Christian's reaction to him, either over praising him or over criticizing him can damper his relationship with Jesus. Absolutely. Because he walks into a room, a, a church. There's a, he walks into a church, he is now the most important thing in that church whenever he walks Which in. Which is a problem. And no, it shouldn't no. be. Hold you on, don't think on. so. No. You think uh, if he came to Sunday service at a church that the whole church would turn away from the, the cross and stare at Kanye the whole service? No, no, no. They'll see Kanye, Dude, right? And, and no, let it go. But people. if he's on the I, stage. No, I've been to church look, with um, would, Alan Iverson I would, and, and Andy Taylor. W- when? I would argue. Was, was his brace tight? Like, was <laughs> it old Iverson or in, in the moment Iverson? It was old Iverson. Right. So uh, what I'm saying me. is, is like, this is in the moment but he Kanye. But he was older. He was Hear me. Hear me. But still. My church, I ain't worried about my church. And I know if he came in people would still be like but well, celebrities go to church all the time they and do not, like, but this is always this is always a problem though and it is and, no, and if you no no no, no hear me i've heard celebrities say well this is why i got a problem going to church think about how much we beat up megan good 
because she doesn't wear True. what we want her to wear. And hear me, I wouldn't well, want to. Hey. No, because she puts want, her sexuality. I wouldn't want to be available for public consumption. I wouldn't different. want to be on stage. <laughs> she got that out. No, she me. got that out. I, would, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't want to be on stage a, and look down and see some of the stuff she wears. For it. it would be distracting for me as a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. But, but, but. She she's still growing too. She I is. think we go off on people. We want her to be better or because more. Because she's than discipling what? the young woman in her church. But I think mm. that goes back to her celebrity. The reason what I'm worried about is the reaction of Christians to these people. They get they get advanced faster. They get more yeah. attention. Everything they say is confirmed, and that's detrimental to them. We want Adrian Bylone right. Holton to be a superhero, and she's growing. I'm just saying oh, we yeah. put too much on people. That's true. That as Christians, but we put if you put yourself on the stage, then then there is an expectation. But that's the problem with celebrities. Ha- celebrity right. already has a stage. No, he no no. Kanye has a stage that he chooses to take or not take. He could have gone underground, got in scripture, got in the word, developed his craft from that Christian you know, developed his Christian content, and then put himself on a stage. Like let Paul. me let me push against that. Let me push against that. Does a celebrity have to lose their celebrity to follow Jesus? No, of course not. No, no, no. No, and I, no, and I no, don't. no, no. And I'm not talking about Kanye specifically. But what I'm saying is what you're saying is people come back and they, they look at celebrities like, well, you need to stop doing what you're doing. You need to stop being a because celebrity. You're, so you need to walk away from what you have rather than we don't give people the grace. Like in, in lives, I've seen some of these idiots not the most spiritual people in the world, but they had spaces where they could grow. The problem yes. with celebrity is that you're already on a pedestal. And if you go, I'm following Jesus now. Now, every move you make is scrutinized, yeah. so even though the, you're growing just like all the rest of us. That's the, that's the unfortunate part of celebrity. They still have to walk around life, but they don't have to organize events that they lead or they don't have to put together a Bible study. But again, a, I, right I think away. that's that's more on the the um, celebrity ex, uh, um, celebrity obsessed Christians around them that allow stuff like that to happen. Mm-hmm. We want them to do it. We flock to it. So of course, well, why wouldn't I? This is great. This is I'm doing the gospel. People are coming. People like to like if if somebody's new in the faith, I don't expect them to know that they should or should not be doing anything. That's it's up to the, it's up to the leadership, the, the pastor right. who he's listening. But we, the pastor should okay. say, Kanye, don't do this. But what are we supposed to do? Like, our, does, like as Christians, are we supposed know. to say, no, nah, we're not Somebody's coming because you're not ready yet? No, like, no, no. What we need to do happen? is we need to pray. What should we do? If we have right. influence in people's lives, we need to like hold them to a different standard. Because I think one of the safest things would be, hey, let's hold back. Let's let's do it in a nice, safe place. But that's not the reality for all people that come to faith. If that's the case, then you tell you're telling celebrities, don't come to faith because I'm gonna want you to stop doing whatever you're doing, they, walk away from everything to not be a celebrity. So you can. And I'm not saying that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that's what some people are saying because there's no way. But I'm like, if we gave people just a little grace and a little space who they are. I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. So we don't give these people room to do that. Because we're worried about all the people that they can influence. That's what we're worried about. She's saying go separate, separate, grow, and then come back and then release. Was it? That's the same thing though. You're basically saying lose your celebrity. You go away for three years. No, no, no. You don't have to stop being, you don't have to stop being in the studio. You don't have, but you don't need to be leading people. And unfortunately, when you're organizing events, you are leading people. Leading people how? 
leading people in worship, leading people to... Now, you're getting into what I talked about earlier. Okay. When you're a church leader, it's different than you just being a person, because I want people that are have been saved for a year to lead Bible studies in their dorm rooms. Mm-hmm. Please lead a Bible study. Yeah. Okay. I'll help you with it. You still I'll have... walk you through it. Right. But it's that you're taking leadership role in church environments that is a different weight that is something else than what we're talking about that that is that is something that is when you get into the biblical nature of do you qualify to be in that position I think this is such this is such a a, um, this is such an internal battle. There's no prescription for this. Everybody has to internally battle and say, "Do I care about this? Do like if if Kanye came to your church, and your you your natural reaction is to turn towards Kanye and to give him your attention and to want to see what he says and to want him to get on stage and to want him to listen to your album. Like that's such an internal (laughs) conversation. (laughs) Yeah, but that's such an internal conversation with like. I can't say what you should or shouldn't do. You know in your heart that you're responding to him in this way. And every Christian has to decide, what are you doing? Are you responding to him because he's Kanye and you want to be close to a famous person? Or do you actually care about his heart? What What I hate is I'm concerned that some big church pastors are pimping Kanye. Yeah. To get people to come to their church. Mm. And I'm not going to name names, although I could. Mm. Drop them. We in the field. Um, (laughs) But they're using his celebrity to try to create buzz around what they're doing. And one of them has been in the news because they've been getting criticized by other artists lately. You know, it's like you're using, you're trying to use Mm -hmm. me to get what you want ultimately rather than you actually care about me. And that's why I said other Christians is what I'm afraid of. (laughs) The Christians around Kanye, whoever has access to him right now probably feels very special, right? If you're in a picture with him, he comes to your church, you do a little, you probably feel very special. And I'm worried about those people Messing up what God may be he trying to do. He wouldn't want to him. come to my church because my church is too small. And if he wanted to come, well, how do you, you know that? He never said that. I'm just saying. Because um, no, it's, no, he it's, never said it's that. my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't. I'm not just giving anybody my stage. I gave this one dude my stage one time. And he completely butchered his whole piece he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that, but, goes, that goes for both oh, of us. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but when somebody came to your church, you gave them a space? I gave them a space. <laughs> and what And they couldn't even remember their lyrics. Are you serious? I'm so serious. That um, at your church? At my church. <laughs> That's church. nonsense, I know. Oh, my God. Uh, I but, apologize. But the reality, <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple apologies to go around. Um, I was going to say, was me? But... <laughs> The reality is, I'm concerned about that because I'm afraid that at the expense of someone's soul, at the expense of someone's soul, you'll give them a platform that they don't deserve. You'll give them space that they don't, they're not right to be in. This is a unique problem. I don't think anybody really knows how to deal with this. Celebrity is a unique problem. How many, do we have examples in the Bible of celebrities coming to faith and how Jesus dealt with them? There has to be a few, right? Was Saul not a celebrity? He was the man. Um, See, the celebrity is such a unique thing right now. Like the these man. are like, he, cele- like celebrity no, is like a different but, but thing. But in scripture, he was a celebrity. but in scripture, you had different people Everybody that knew were him. celebrities. They had Samuel positions of power. Yeah, Samuel, but that was what celebrity was then. Yeah. Now we're in a unique space where you don't have any power, where but you still get we all deify the, celebrity. 
we either deify or villainize celebrity in our culture. Mm. We don't know what the difference between famous or infamous. Mm. So we're jumping on bandwagon just in our culture. But what's happened is Christians have done the same thing. We want the same thing. We want the same gods. Give us the same kings. And I think when that happens, you get the kind of nonsense we've been seeing. I don't think you have to fully retreat from the world. I just think you need to have a retreat um, where somebody's in your world, your life, doing development um, so that you can be who you need to be. But I just think it's a it's a hard moment i'm praying for kanye i believe the best for the brother i hope that i hope that his conversion is real um but i'm also praying for the megan goods and adrian bylone holtons and everybody else that says they represent jesus and are in these public spaces because even if you're doing a bad job of representing us you still represent us to the world and i want jesus to be glorified and i don't want anybody shrinking away because they think that what you said or what you did is yeah. hypocritical yeah yeah mm-hmm. would y'all would y'all validate the the um oh, okay would y'all validate the um celebrity status of a few of these bi- um, biblical um characters samson yeah celebrity yeah no he wasn't a man during his time david all over there david absolutely moses Yep. But again, a lot of those are because okay. of their position. That's a, that's the difference. Those people were in a position. They were judges. They were they were prophets. Elijah, were, Samuel. But like at that time, they were celebrities, no right? Yeah. Like yeah, at that right. time, you're a celebrity. That's and the that's, closest that, thing that, to celebrity. That, yeah, yeah. But again, else. like the what reason why I'm doing? making a distinction is, you, if you are the judge, you are you are considered a judge. I have to respect you because of your position biblically. Kanye has no position over anybody, but he's still respected as if he did. It's a different. What you're saying is like being a president. Exactly. As a president, you're automatically a celebrity. Right. You're no longer but a public. It, you're but, a public figure because you're a celebrity, but you have power. And there's and that there's prescriptions for how you're supposed to treat presidents and kings in in the Bible. These people are mm. treated as presidents and kings without any position. David had no position when he became um, popular. Yeah. When they were singing songs about him, he wasn't like the man. He was a war hero. Yeah, he was a war hero, right? But at the be, before that, like he was a war hero, right? He became a celebrity once he became a war hero. Exactly. Yeah, and then he was. Where was he before then? We're way over time, aren't we? Yeah. No, no, David. Just no. Before he killed Goliath, what was he? And he was already and he was already the anointed king. John the Baptist. Yeah, but he wasn't the king yet. But he was in. He didn't have a position. Where where was he? Okay. Samuel had an, had affirmed his authority. Let's talk about this once we get off. But I, right. we we need to talk about this. But in I, search I of beautiful, so. Pastor Damien <laughs> L. Boy, finding glimpses of God's glory Everybody all around you. Everybody hold Available at Target, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. And at a local Damien Boyd near you, <laughs> <laughs> pop man, up shops, huh? Make sure you support this this uh, this pastor, this this uh, young man. Um, he has poured a lot into our lives over yes. the years. A lot of what we do here is a result of some of the vision he casted for us. Um, so really, really, really get behind what he's doing. Um, we support him 100 percent in everything he does. We vouch for him. If you are concerned at all, um, we vouch for him. He's amazing. So mm. follow what he's doing. He's doing a lot of big things. Whether you know it or not right um pray for him because he goes to a lot of places where he has to preach to people when we just had this conversation about race he's speaking a lot in churches that don't know anything about what he's talking about don't care at all about uh race issues and stuff and he has to present it to them so that they care so make sure you pray for him get his book support everything he does vertical church atl um if you want to visit him in atlanta on sundays 
Let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars. Ryan Wright to Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Now, I'm in the field with track stars right now. I had a blessed time. Hopefully, you guys are listening. If you're not, then you're losing. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. 